Welcome back to the Old Volks podcast with me, Dan Locke. I'll be your host for today's episode. And today we've got a very special guest from Northern Wales, my friend Ed, who most of you will probably know. You probably follow him on Instagram. He owns a body shop. But more importantly, he is the owner of the other Mountain Green, the only Mountain Green rabbit in the UK. So just to give you sort of like an idea of who you're talk who you're going to listen to right now is a conversation between me and Ed. I've got the Mountain Green truck. He's got the Mountain Green rabbit. The only two in the UK. I just think that that sentence alone is just so just so cool. And uh we've been chatting back and forth for a long time. We've met him in person a few times. Great guy and yeah, we've just got tons in common, tons to talk about and in today's episode we're going to talk about not only the Mountain Green, but obviously he's also got a late Westie pickup. So he's, he's a big fan of American vehicles, import vehicles, and uh, he's got a really fun story, sort of scary story, really, to talk about, including Black Widows and the uh, Mark One Mountain Green early Westie rabbit. So let's not waste any time. Let's just dive straight into the episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, which we've been trying to do for a while now. I've wanted you to be on this podcast for a while. So welcome, and I hope you feel at home in this really strange way of doing it, I know. I know we're not in person, uh, but we are doing this over over the phone, as as per usual. How have you been? Uh, yeah, I'm all right, I think. <laughs> all right. Getting uh... the... Life's throwing its curveballs at me, and I just keep trying to dodge them. But yeah, <laughs> oh mate, I suppose we should sort of. Um, well, well, first things first. I've got some get to know questions, which are like a quick fire fire round of questions. Now I know there's going to be people out there that know who you are, and there's going to be people that don't know who you are. So you've got to keep that into lucky, lucky. Um, just re- remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Why don't you tell 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 the audience a little bit about yourself first, and then we can go into the quick flyer questions. So, first things first, we met through the whole Volkswagen community, right? You've got the well, you've had many, which we'll we'll do a deep dive later. Yeah, but you've you've had many vehicles over over your lifetime, so to date uh one of those being your current which is the mountain green volkswagen rabbit imported from california yeah which we'll dive into you've also had the the late westy pickup truck have you had two of those now you've got two or had two yeah i did actually yeah um another so import yeah so three i guess in total uh, yeah, I had yeah, I go into it a bit more, but I had the first one. I did pretty much what you did. I had the British caddy, and I was like, right, I'm gonna US spec this. But I think mm. I was gonna go down like Manila Green, early Westy front end stuff like that. Mm. And then the more I got into it, I was just like, 
it's just not right. It didn't seem right. And obviously, you spend a lot of money to make it look American. And I just thought I could probably just get an American one. So yeah. anyway, I joined these <laughs> Facebook groups and I basically see an ad. And there's a guy, and it was spelled Jesus, but actually, it turns out it's like Yazoo. So uh, it's Me- okay, Me- yeah. Mexican name. But I just kind of I was like, oh, maybe that's a sign. And uh, anyway, I seen it, and it was like $900 or well, maybe I shouldn't confirm how much it was or wasn't um, that's all right mate no one's gonna oh. no one's gonna say anything oh for resale value but anyway it might it might have been about nine thousand dollars if you like uh, mm. anyway so i bought this uh it seemed like too good to be true but i was like damn that's a good price and i looked at shipping quotes so i emailed the shipping company i had no idea what i was doing uh, but then they were like, oh, yeah, you just do this. You give us those address. You tell us the vehicle, blah, blah. And then it was like, they got back to me with a quote. And I was like, what? And then what happens next? They're like, oh, we just come pick it up on such and such date. And it was just like so easy. It was like, okay, so if I pay you now, and they were like, no, you just pay half. And I was like, okay, this is even easier. And wow, be- really? Before I knew where it was, I bought this truck and I was paying for shipping. And yeah, pretty much like the guy was really really decent and it's my first buy online so it's like could have just been scammed could have been really screwed over uh but to be fair he even chucked loads of stuff in and he actually chucked in so it's not a gem top but i think i've shown you in the past it was like a canopy mm. maybe an eagle. maybe it's that one that's floating around that just sold for a ridiculous price i could be wrong oh yeah i saw that apparently that's coming to caddy campers apparently um, yeah yeah so we'll we'll get to see it's the snug top, isn't it? We'll get to see that in person. Yeah. In June. So, but yeah, we'll talk about caddy campers in a bit. But uh, pretty but sure yeah, mine was maybe an eagle, maybe or something. Yeah, that rings a bell. That rings a bell. There's quite a few in America. See, that's the thing. America got all the great sort of canopies, and we just got the truckman, the yeah. universal like boxy Al- aluminium horrible thing. Yeah, and they, they don't know how good they got it over there. They got the is it the eagle, the leer tops, the gem tops, the there's so many. There's so, and they're still going. Like there's still places you can just go and pick them up. They have them all stacked up in on you know side of a road. It's ridiculous over there. Yeah, people but, just, um, people hoard out there over here. We had the scrappage scheme and all the other stuff, and everything just got lost yeah. or gets rotten and broke. But yeah. Out yeah. there, things just kind of they just took the way. Don't throw. I it know. Away. I know. They don't know how good they've got it, really. Um, but no, mate. Welcome to the show. Uh, for those listening, you're you're based in uh, what part of Wales are you based in? Uh, so Conway County. So pretty much uh, Snowdonia. Snowdonia, I think, might be Gwynedd for the next county over. Um, yeah. Pretty much where we went to the Caddy Camp in Snowdonia, that's like 30 or 40 minutes drive for me. So quite a north, northern part northern part of, of Wales, just to give people some uh, reference. And uh, and you've got, we're, we're just going to touch on a few things. Actually, this might be sort of going over our quick fire questions. So let's get those out of the way first and it, we might sort of cover a few little topics. So are you ready for the quick fire questions so this means don't think about them too much just say the first thing that comes into your head all right i don't know about that 
Honestly, they're super easy questions. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Question number one. What's your favorite meal? Uh, spaghetti carbonara. What's your favorite car? Ooh, straight in. Uh, probably my hot rod, nineteen twenty nine Ford Tudor sedan. Wow, where are you from? We've already covered that. North what Wales. do you do for work? Uh, so I own a body shop. Um, yeah, that's great. Wish I still had a job, to be honest. <laughs> oh, stress. If you weren't doing that, what would you be doing? Uh, I really don't know. Probably, I kind of like the idea of being an architect, but I couldn't sit okay. down in school. I was very hands-on, so I guess I kind of fell into it. Maybe welding, I think. That's the path, okay. I, that's the path I was choosing. All right. Uh, what's your go-to meal deal? Uh... We should sort of say, like, in, in the for any Americans listening, they might not have it. They might, I don't know. But here we've got little sort of, like, convenience stores and grocery sh- shops and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. You can pick, like, three items, like, at lunchtime to make what we call a meal deal. So, like, sandwich, crisps, drink, or sandwich, snack. Normally I think for three quid as well. Yeah, yeah, okay, which is okay. going up, but never mind. <laughs> So normally I'd get a ham and cheese sub or a chicken bacon lettuce sandwich. Uh, uh-huh. Cocktail crisps. Um, yes, winners. Uh, iced tea, Lipton's iced tea. Lipton's iced tea, okay. Uh, Favourite movie? Oh, uh, probably Superbad or American Graffiti or Christine. You can't have one. <laughs> Any pets? Uh, no, I'm allergic. You're allergic to what? Pets, dogs, cats? Um, yeah, I think just like cats, mainly cats. We kind of had a few cool, uh, I forgot what they are now, but they're quite an ob- abnormal, weird cat. And I just kept waking up with a pink eye, and uh, turns out that actually I was allergic to the cat. So no they're, way. All, they're all gone, but I did like them. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. Jeepers. Uh, favorite color on a Volkswagen Mark One? Maybe Mandarin Orange. Mandarin Orange, okay. Oh, wait, uh, does it have to be a Caddy or a Golf, did you think? No, just, just any Volkswagen Mark One I've, I've got down here. These are sort of questions that I probably will uh, continue to ask people going forward in the future. So, okay. like, back in the day, I had a bunch of questions where I'd ask the same sort of questions. Going forward, these are probably the same questions that I'll ask like future guests. So oh. there's, there's no real wrong or right answer. Thanks for unpreparing me. <laughs> Favorite bird of prey? Oh, I hate birds. I've got a phobia of flappy wings. So, really? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? A um, phobia of flappy wings? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll lose my shit if there's like wings flapping. Bats are the worst. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. cannot stand them. Wow. I'd go as far as saying, like a wasp, if a wasp lands on me, doesn't bother me because you can't see its wings physically move. But a butterfly, it starts at a butterfly and works anything up to <laughs> birds. Yeah, like, I, don't no know, I don't know what it is. I get pigeons fly into the workshop and I just take cover, hide behind it. Oh, I just can't deal with it. No way. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Crikey, okay. Uh, favorite kids' TV show growing up? Uh, probably The Simpsons. Yep, good shout. Favorite sports team? Uh, 
But I'm not really a sports person, to be honest. Mm. I can't say I watch any sport, never have. Fair enough. Just into cars. I think I will... Okay, there was that one question is, favourite wheel on a Volkswagen Mark 1? Uh, okay, so the the normal answer would probably be a BBS split, but actually, I really love the wheels I've got on my Rabbit now. Like, yeah, what are they called? Uh, so they're fifteen fifty two. Uh, they'd normally be in a sixteen inch, I believe, for a British market, but I bought them off a lad down south who bought them from LA, and so they're mm. fifteen inch. So apparently, they didn't sell them here. Don't know how true that is. Mm. Um. But I picked them up for a thousand quid with good tires on, which I just think is an absolute steal. Mm. I was literally laughing all the way home, like, "Oh my god, look at these wheels!" <laughs> and uh, even the missus was like, "Oh, I can't believe we've just got them for that." Like, <laughs> I mean, we bought, we literally, so we put deposit down on the rabbit with Eddie, and yeah. then I was looking for wheels because I didn't want the BBS that came on. Um, so anyway, we were looking for wheels before it even arrived. And we went and bought the wheels. So the wheels were like sat in the garage before the car even got there. I remember seeing photos. That was great. And then obviously, you know, we'd, we'd been talking then. And then I was like, oh, yeah, they actually do look quite good on, on that rabbit. Yeah. So what, sorry, what are the, the if, have they got a brand name? Yeah, 1552. Oh, so that's, that's the actual brand name. Yeah, so it's like spelt 15 and then the number 52. Oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because uh, I know there's a lot of people that are like very nerdy about like names, brand names, numbers, part numbers and all that stuff and sizes. So I've got to just keep rem- reminding myself, like, even though I don't really care about numbers and stuff like that, like how fast yeah. things are and brake horsepower and all that shit. Some people do really you know, they get a kick out of knowing all that stuff and it is important to them. So I've, I've got to keep reminding myself to mention and ask, you know, cause I've got to cater to the people listening. But, um, so if anything comes up later whilst we're doing this pod and you're like, Oh, by the way, the, uh, brake horsepower, blah, 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 or the size of the, you know, this wheel and that, 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 that just, uh, yeah. Let me know. <clears throat> yeah. I think I can look at a lot of wheels and know what they are, but I don't necessarily know all the numbers. Like, because there's so many different BBS, like, mm. and then there's the letters, and then you've got a series of numbers after that, like you say. But I can generally look at a, a wheel and know what they are. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know all the little codes and digits. For, <laughs> for yeah. Well, you mentioned um, the rabbit, and uh, I think that's the first thing we should talk about because that is you are becoming Mr. Mountain Green. Like, there's... Obviously, there's things that we should say as well. Like, we... Me and you, collectively, yeah. have the only two Mountain Green vehicles in the UK, which is something to be said. Come on. Like, no. that's pretty cool. It gets like, even more eerie, as, as you know and I know. It gets even yes. more eerie how, how, how close they are. and uh, yeah. It is so weird like our little story and I've, I've talked about little odds and sods in, on the pod and on youtube of like how weird things are and shit but so i've i've got the the pickup version which everybody knows but you've got the rabbit version but the weird thing is that they came from literally same, the same, same place. Town. Yeah. <laughs> 
same so, town, same guy. Like, yeah. So tell us what you know. Tell us your backstory of the rabbit, then. Um, I guess. So as I was saying before, I bought the first truck, mm. uh, and then I the idea was that was I will do it up as like a show car to show off my sort of skills in bodywork and paintwork. And yeah. the idea was put a work logo on it. Um, and basically use that for car shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always fancied a patina, a patina one as well. So one that I could really use, mm. and then one that would just solely be for car shows, really. It seems a bit of a waste, but it had a purpose as far as a business point of view. Mm. And this was long before I even had a business. This week, so I've had it 10 years now. Yeah. Um, and then briefly, I did buy another one. So I'll just touch on that. I bought that. I got it all on the road, fixed it all up, put like new rub- new window seals, new lights, put TDI in it, done everything. Mm. Um, this is a I've... late Westy pickup, sorry. Yeah, another one. Gotcha. Then, gotcha. Uh, so whoever's got it out there at the minute, they'd be happy to know that actually I flipped it for three times the price I paid for it. Crikey. Yeah. And uh, basically, that's I used that money to then put with my deposit for the mortgage on a house. So it made the difference from buying a sort of, uh, what you call a terraced house with no garage. Yeah. And now we actually managed to buy a three-bedroom house with a garage and a bit of land. So, nice. Yeah, got, got a good good price for it. So I let that go, and I was going to use that. And then, but I was really sad that I had to let this truck go. It was like patinaed. It was everything I wanted in one. And I was really gutted I had to let it go. But at the end of the day, Needed a house, got kids and responsibilities. So, anyway, I kind of thought, well, we'll get one. I'll just get another one when time's right. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess I was just doing the old look on the internet. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> as you do. And uh, just uh, seeing the post of... And it's kind of weird, because I always wanted an early Westy rabbit, but it, I wanted uh, the beige. Is it Mohawk beige? I think they did on them. Um, Mohawk... I always get that wrong. Mojave Beige. I think so. And the Mexico Beige, I believe, was the truck or vice versa. Anyway, mm. I wanted the beige one, early Westy, and then I wanted my truck, late Westy, to be like perfectly painted. So anyway, I was just surfing on the interweb. Uh, so my partner, she wanted... She she had three cars in mind that she wanted. Mm. Uh, one was a, either a Mark 1 Golf uh, BMW 30 or a Chevy truck. Now, she also likes patina. She also mm. likes tan interior. Mm-hmm. There's just various things that she likes. Well, anyway, I just come across this for sale, Adam. and it's this mountain green rabbit. It's got patina. It's got tan interior. It runs and drives, so it's like we can get it. We can just throw the kids in it and go to car shows. You know, mm. cause my, my truck's in a million bits, the hot rods in bits. So... Yeah, I guess we just we just did a buy, inquired, and I think there was like five hundred comments on there. It was something ridiculous. <laughs> He's a pretty well known guy, and the car's well known, um, as you know. So he sent me a YouTube video, got chatting loads, and he'd actually sold it a few months before, but the guy kind of never went through with it or whatever. So oh right, okay. Um, so yeah, and actually recently that guy's tried to buy it off me in this country. I got very close to selling it due to. Funding my business, you know, there being a new business, but anyway, I managed to keep it. Um, but yeah, so I, I just 
messaged him and I thought there's about 500 comments I've got a chance there's people there that'll probably say I'll come, come later on and I'll have it yeah. on the other side of the world so what chance have I got right anyway so he messaged me back and right from the minute go he's like once I sort of made it clear that look I'm not going to mess you about I bought one before uh, from the States I've imported it blah blah he was like he obviously thought yeah he's not going to mess me about mm. um, and I pretty much just sorted out a deposit I think by the next morning which was like half the amount or something. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I did a bit of checking around, like, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's a decent guy, and mm. everyone vouch, vouch for the car and everything like that. There's a lot of money to be sending. Of and, course, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so we, we did a buy. Um, <laughs> but the annoying thing is, I sent the money and it went through as an e check. E check? What's that? So on PayPal, normally it'll go through straight away, but because of the amount, um, it kind of just, I, I guess it didn't want to just go straight out without security checks or whatever it does. And that could take like, I think it was 23 days or something. It said oh, you'd get payment, which meant I missed the boat. So it could have been on like the February or the last boat in January. Mm. So I missed that. And then I think we just kind of didn't time the second one. So it didn't really leave America till like, I don't know, about March, something like that. Yeah. I was kind of hoping to, I thought in my head, oh, we'll have the car by March, we'll get it done. It'll be on the road by August. And obviously, as Caddy Camping, the first one came around, if you remember, I came yes. on my own car. Of course. I was like, I do have a rabbit, it's just stuck on a boat. <laughs> we were playing like this sort of like game, like, will it come? Will it be ready in time? Like, uh, but no, I'm glad you still came. No. Uh, I, uh, I, and you can obviously it, brought it to the, the next Caddy Campers, which was great to have them both the Mountain Greens together. Well, the really annoying thing about it is when I finally did get hold of it, mm. um, tried to register it. And, <laughs> yeah, the whole fiasco. And it was just the most stressful thing. Like, it just, I don't know, if I remember rightly, I think it was about three times I had to put the application in. And so, it's just stupid things. Because um, I've forgotten now. Obviously, we've been talking all, all the way through it, but I completely forgot. Like, what were the issues that you were having with trying to get the the early Westy rabbit registered here in the UK? Um, I'm trying to think now. There was there, there was nothing really. I think maybe one of them was like I'd scribbled something out on the first box when I filled the form out, and I scribbled it out. Mm. And they were like, oh, we can't really read, you know, that's... And then I wrote something near it, and they were like, yeah, it's not in the box. I was like, really? Anyway. That's annoying. So I sent it back again, and then next time, I think I'd put something like... Maybe maybe one of the dates were wrong, like literally as in, I've written this form out on the 13th of April, if you like, and I've sent Mm. it off, and they're like, oh, yeah, we can't accept that because you need to date it from the date that we're taxing it. And I'm like, oh, my God, just... And crossing out and amending, you know, it's not that hard. And like, yeah, we're not allowed to do that. I'm like, oh uh, my god! So it was like the third time, and I, I literally I was on the phone to them, like, right, what am I putting in this box? And they're like being dead snotty. I was like, is that going to be acceptable? Um, so I just get really fed up by now, and you know, sort of a bit disheartened because we had this car there, base, and had this image of taking the kids away, car shows mm. and stuff. Yeah. And I just spent the whole summer sat in the car park and I actually got the logbook through the post like the night before um, one of the last car shows of the year. Well, actually, oh. 
no, it wasn't. It was one of the last car shows, apart from Caddy Camping, but one one of the shows I go to every year. Yeah, it came like a day before that, so I remember I was like driving it around at eleven o'clock till eleven or twelve o'clock at night the night before, mm. and just tinkering with it, like messing with the clutch cable and the brakes, and also just basically thinking like, right, tomorrow I'm about to do a four-hour trip down to Bedford. no way. <laughs> and yeah, I woke up in the morning. And I just kept saying like, do I go? Do I not? And um, anyway, I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. What's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to break down, get recovered. So what? I did. I just jumped in it and uh, I drove all the way to Bedfordshire in a car that I'd never, I'd, I'd literally drove to like sort of McDonald's back, you know, the <laughs> night before. And, yeah. Uh, I did. I got there. The alternator and a couple of other issues died as we got to the show, but we actually made it there. Alternator. It's yeah. probably the alternator. Have you heard that song? Uh, can't say I have them. Oh, mate, I'll have to send you a link later. It's just this fucking hilarious song on YouTube. I watched that film that you sent me last night. Actually, it's quite good. It's uh, not really yeah. much to it, but it's just kind of, you can't help but watch it. It's like, that's all right. I know, yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High is <laughs> uh, peppered with Volkswagens that. I think um, it's got a couple of rabbits in there. There's a, uh, there's a Volkswagen bus, I think, like a yellow yeah. and red one. Is that right? Yeah, I'm sure I spotted an oval beetle as well, black one. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, you got, you've got the rabbit. You've got it registered. Did, do you have, like, uh, with me, with because with, mm. I was lucky enough that mine, someone already registered. I didn't import mine, but it's, it had already been registered. Weirdly, it had been registered in my hometown in Southampton, which was so bizarre because I saw the reg plate and I was like, you know, it's, it says like the SO19 postcode on it. I was like, no way, that's even weirder. And anyway, uh, when you go onto like websites on the internet and it says like, you know, enter your reg plate to find out if this part fits your vehicle, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have the same issue as me where it just won't recognize your uk plate number uh so, yeah so pretty much um yeah when i drove to this car show actually funny enough the alternator exploded literally inside just um, so what did you do was, well it was a thursday and i think we found the euro parts car euro parts in like the next town so we drove over there on the friday morning and basically we tried to do the whole I need an alternator, give him the reg, and oh, yeah, just couldn't find So I actually had to message Eddie in America, knowing mm. it would take ages for a reply, and I'm like, I really need to find out like the engine code and bits and bobs like that so they, I can buy it manually. Because mm. uh, you can't say, oh, it's a Mark III Golf, it's this and that engine, because they're just like, yeah, computers, like, got no idea. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of... Is so that no, what's he... in it already, the uh, Mark III... Yeah, it's like a non non turbo Mark Three. Uh, I think it was a one Y. Apparently, it's a Canadian engine. All right. So Eddie told me all that, and apparently that was enough information. We googled that and cross referenced it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's the same alternator as I think it was an AHUTDI or something." Okay. So they they were like, "Yeah, we can get one by four o'clock," and I'm like, "Oh yes, winners." Yeah. So kind of awesome. Put that on and... in one. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of strictly not true, but yeah, <laughs> oh, no, why um, the next? So, uh, we're obviously going to go into the big, big story that a lot of people know about. But uh, the reason 
the I took the car for the road just because it kept breaking down everywhere, which is going to lead into the you know what. Um, what well, I I feel like I've missed something. The whole reason I stripped the car down and then found things in the car. Oh fucking hell! I remember you showing me the bloody that spider. Yeah. Fuck. So basically, on the way back from that car show, mm. um, I went over. I was on the, I think it was the M6 or somewhere, following my friend Danny in his Chevy van. Uh, Steve's in his van behind me because my taillights are not working. So that's another reason why like, the electric's already gone. Right. Um, and we're just, I'm just cruising along and I just see his van pop up and down. I've got no time to do anything. And next thing I'm in the same pothole as well, doing like 70 odd. Yeah. I, I ended up knocking the flange on the water, water uh, pump. Um, right. So I lost all my water. Like, I think I was about an hour away from home. Uh, I lost all my water. The heat, the gauge on my heat was right at the top. It was flashing. The only thing that kept me cool was literally keep driving. Keep driving. Wind's blowing on the grill. It's keeping us cool. When you start slowing down, it gets worse. I was like, just got to keep driving. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I always made it home and I always made it to the show. I never broke down halfway, which was kind of weird. <laughs> Don't jinx anything <laughs> now. Come on. So you get home eventually. Yeah. yeah. And then what happened? Did you did you make the decision there and then like, right, I'm going to take this bitch to pieces? Uh, no. So I pretty much just got some gasket sealer, sorted out the leak, sorted out that. Um, <coughs> um, I think then I did another car show, which was because uh, you came to Caddy Campers after, right? The Caddy Campers was the last one I did, so I did a few before that actually. Mm. So the very first week in August, went to the Super Nationals, which is a hot rod show. That was the one that broke the alternator and the water pump on the way home. I uh, did one after that. Uh, I'm trying to think what it's called, but it's big big manor house at where we are here. Mm. Um, and they had a car show there. I went to one of them and uh, I think lost all the electrics. So basically oh, the yeah. key the key wouldn't turn and, and fire up the car. So you had to push the car, drop, you know, drop the clutch, bump start it and it would work. So basically it just wouldn't switch. It just wouldn't fire up on ignition. Oh no. Um, so that was another time. And just basically, I went to a few shows, and every time we broke down. Um, there was another time uh, the radiator kept the radiator switch fan just kept like being kind of not working. Then it would work, then it wouldn't. Like intermittent. Yeah. So, so I thought, oh, I put a new switch in there. So I put a new switch, and it worked. But then it stopped, and I was like, oh, what the hell? So then I put a new wire in, like put new bits of wire in. I think Rod, Rodney pretty much did that. At, um, at the docks in Portsmouth, or I think is it Southampton, Portsmouth? Um, before oh, yeah, Caddy Campus would have been Southampton, yeah. Yeah, so he pulled out his bag of tricks and got some cables out and made <laughs> me a little new wiring lean, put it on a hard switch. I was like, yeah, it's working. And after a bit, it's not working, so I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, it, it turns out just the, the whole wiring loom and the fuse board's just knackered and hence no brake lights, this and that. So every time I went anywhere, it's just like things didn't work. Mm. Is it like, have you got the old school fuse box, like the ceramic fuses? Uh, yeah, it... yeah, yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. 
See, that's the same as me. And a lot of people, especially the people that have been on this podcast before, they've always said that for some reason, the early Westy fuse boxes always have electrical issues. And then like the late Westies, they, I think they upgraded the fuse box or something. But the late Westies apparently have, you, you know, the electrics are great. Um, just, yeah, people prefer the early Westy look, I think. Yeah. I, think, I thought it was quite interesting. The later ones, just basically, like, I think it might be a C2. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not all that clued up on that sort of stuff, to be honest. Like, uh, I, know, I know all the basics of it, but I just don't really... Mm. I kind of know what I need to know, and then after that, I don't really bother taking much more in, because I just think, <laughs> I'm never going to use it. I might use it once, that information, and if I need it, I'll Google it, and if I don't yeah. need it, there's no point remembering it. For sure, for sure. Well, okay, so you get all the car shows out of the way, you do caddy campers, we get the, the the two mountain greens together for a little photo shoot, which is awesome to see, and you get back home in Wales, and then you say you started, you decide, you basically decided to strip it down, and what did you discover? Well, actually, yeah, before, yeah, before I go into that, I'll just briefly say that. Okay. Before when we left North Wales to come up to um, the Isle of Wight, mm. um, <coughs> we had to drop my son off at my partner's sister's in Stoke on the way. Right. So we get the car filled up with tents in it, everything's in it. My son's in the car with his stuff to stay at his auntie's. So there's quite a lot of weight in the vehicle. Uh, we get about 10 minutes down the road. My partner's like, oh, I've got my medication. We're going to have to go home. Um, mm. I kind of need it. And I was like, yeah, no, that's fair enough. I said, and plus the tent's rubbing. Should we just chuck the tent back home or lose some weight out of the car? And we'll just buy a two-man tent when we get there. Because mm. we've got, we got an eight-man blow-up tent because obviously it's for, for us as a family. Right. But we're just going away on our own. So we could just buy a two-man and make do. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so we come back home, we chuck the tent out, and we get back on the road. Uh, so that basically leads to the point of, we drive over to Rodney's house, um, which is in Bracknell. I think it's just outside of London or around there, anyway. Yeah. Um, we, stayed at, we stayed at Rodney's for the night, which is really good of him. Went out to town at Nando's and stuff like that. It was pretty good. <laughs> Went for cocktails, drinks and stuff. And um, I was like, oh, I'm just going to buy a tent in the morning. Told him about it. He's like, oh, I've got a tent. Just borrow mine. I'm like, oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah, saves us buying one for a weekend. <laughs> so anyway, we get we get on the road and get to get over to your place and mm -hmm. um, set this tent up. We're like, yeah, it's a bit small, but you know, it's, it's adventure and it doesn't matter. It's only for a weekend. Right. And I think it was, was it the second night in? It absolutely chucked it down. Right. Well, anyway, we were in this tent. And it was just like, I kept having to get out the tent, go for a week because I had too many beers. And every time I got out the tent, I was getting dripped on. And when I was in the tent, it was like the tent obviously was not very waterproof. And I was in my sleeping bag just getting dripped on. I was like, this is great. Oh, like Chinese water torture. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I'm like, it's like two or three in the morning. I'm just like, I don't even know if she's awake. And then I get back in the tent. She's like, I'm thinking of getting in the car. And I was like, you know what? I was going to say the same, but I didn't think you would. So 
Anyway, we both decide to sod this. Let's get in the car. So she goes in the back seat. I'm in the front seat. We're literally just in like shorts and t-shirt, no shoes on, nothing like that. And uh, just spent the spent the night in there asleep. No so, way. <laughs> yeah, we slept in the car and we woke up in the morning. We had a couple of people looking in the window like, you're right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, a bit rough, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, and then uh, at the end of the weekend, we ended up driving home. And I remember Tanya, basically, we, we've got this rose because of the, you know, the, the blower jet on this on the dash, um, do we break? Right. That one that Rodney made for you. Oh, yeah, vent. yeah, the vent, yeah. Yeah. So there was like a fake rose in, in ours, just filling the hole. Right. And Tanya would often take the rose out and wipe a spider web and go, like, web's always there. And I'll wipe it and it comes back. What, like, so, hang on, a rose like a, a fake plant? A, a yeah, plant? yeah, yeah, right, just, okay. to fill, just to fill the hole. Right, I gotcha, yeah. <laughs> and um, anyway, she, kept, she took the rose on and she was like, oh, there's always spider webs in there. And she wipes it away, think nothing of it. And like pretty much the whole way home, she's barefooted as well, which <laughs> it'll make sense in a minute. But oh, yeah, so um, anyway, we get home after that trip. I get to the house, um, the car, I pull up literally at the backyard and the car just goes, and I was just like, what the hell's that? Tried to turn the key, just nothing. It was just dead. I was like, what the really? hell? Like as soon as you get home? Yeah, literally pulled up into my backyard and it just like it just made this kind of as if it was trying to start but didn't have enough. It was like Ugh. and then I just stopped. Stopped like wow. and I was like thinking to myself, Am I that tight? Have I just turned it off or did that just kill itself? Anyway, so I just thought I sod it. So we go in the house and uh, the next day I was went out, tried to start it, nothing's happening. I was like, oh, fucking weird. So my mate comes over with this car. We we tow it up to my workshop, and then I was like, "Right, it's the end of the summer. We've done all the car shows. Let's just like sort it out, take it to bits." Mm. And then I, I think actually, like, we, I tried to turn the key, and then it fired up, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like, ugh. anyway, there was a car meet on that night, <clears throat> so we ended up going to start. Me and my friend Andy. It was the last time we went out in the car. Mm. And that problem started again, where when you, you try and start, it wouldn't start, so you had to bump it. Right. So, and I got back from that and was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, I can't be doing it. There's loads of people looking at the car and be like, well, that's well smart. And then you'd have to bump it to leave. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> some, some people would say that's standard issue in America, though. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we get it home. <laughs> and I'm like, right, tomorrow, this thing, I'm just taking this thing to bits. I've got a Mark III Golf with a TDI engine. You know, we've got, got, like, all the bits there to make it all reliable and fun. So, mm. yeah, we decided to start taking it to bits. Um, my mate Andy starts taking the engine out. I get a brew on the go. We're just taking bits out. He's taking bits off, and I am. <clears throat> Gets to, like, 10 o'clock. We're like, right, I'll call it a day now, you know, at night. Mm-hmm. So I go home. The next morning, I go to work, and Tanya pretty much comes to work with me the day she's not in. Right in in her own job, and uh, so we, she's like looking around the cars, you know, to be like, oh, what, you know, how far did you get with it? And we just, I said, all right, we'll have to push it over there, move move it out the way, so we can get on the customers' stuff. And as we push it, she's like, whoa, what's that? And I was like, what? And anyway, we look on the floor, and there's a big spider on the floor. <laughs> Christ! 
And I was like, it looks a bit squashed. She was like, yeah, I think you've just squashed it now. So we pick it up and she was like, looks like a widow. I was like, no, don't be daft. And anyway, so we, we like investigate and we're like, no, if it was a black widow, it'd have a red back, I think I said. She went, right. no, it's, no, it's a belly. So we get on Google and I'm holding this thing. It's upside down in my hand. Oh, fuck that, mate. It's... Even if it was dead, fuck that. Well, it's kind of dead, but it's 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 been squashed. It's it's fresh. It's like oozing stuff out, but it's oh, it's wow. co- it's not quite dead. And I turn it, and she goes on Google, and it's like, yeah, if it's got a red belly, it's a female black widow, like Western female black widow. And I I literally just like dropped it on the bonnet. I was like, oh my god, like what? you know, <laughs> just thought, what the what the fucking chances that? It's like the car's been here since. Mm. When did it come in? About March, did I say? Anyway, been here for like months and months, and I drove it like, I mean, I drove it to the Isle of Wight and back. I drove it to Bedford and back. I drove mm-hmm. it up to Anglesey. I did an indoor car show there. I did Tatton Park twice. I've been all over the place in it, and I'm like, how is that even? You know, how's that even there? Mm-hmm. You know, British weather and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then we were like, oh, okay, we're gonna have to strip this car more. So we were stripping it anyway. And uh, we started stripping it, and we found some little egg sacks. And oh, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, we need to jet wash this out, like, just, you know. The... Yeah. So anyway, Tanya's like, can we keep one in a box? And I was like, oh, what? my fucking God. She was like, well, just see if it hatches. I was like, nah, that won't hatch. It's been there for months. It'll be, dry, like, dried out and, you know, dead. Like, she's like, oh, I'll just keep it. And we had this little Chinese Tupperware box. I think she'd had a dinner in us in it. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Thought nothing of it, just humour her. So she puts this sack of eggs in the box. And then we push the car outside and it's virtually stripped down now. So we give it this, like, almighty jet wash. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, pushed the car back inside. Thought nothing of it. Totally forgot about it. Uh, but meanwhile, it's kind of talk of the town. It's got to the unit next door. And he's told the unit next door to that. And then there's, like, people going around saying, oh, my God, have you heard there's, like, an infestation and... Didn't do me great, must be honest, for business. Fuck. Uh, but I didn't, we didn't really think about it like that. We were like, no, we just found one. Um, mm. It's about two weeks later, I think, her brother comes over to the shop and he's just like, come over for a chat or whatever. And she's like telling him the story. So he goes and picks up this box and as he picks it up, this egg sack just kind of, vibrates and then no stop fuck yeah. I've actually got a video of it I can uh, send it over to you yeah oh god this, this egg sack just bursts open and literally within seconds this box was swarming with little spiders oh fuck that but when they're born they come out like a white colour they're not black like, right um, we were like oh my god what the little, hell little baby black widows yeah ugh I, I Which are know. deadly, right? They're deadly. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are to the wrong person. I suppose to a child, a dog, or someone that's not well. Yes, definitely. Uh, think if you're fit and healthy, it'll basically give you like a man flu or a really good, you know, give you a really bad time. Like apparently, yeah. I don't know if I'd ever been bit by it. I'd, like various marks on my legs could have just been chance and I had a flu. Could have just had a man mm. flu or could have been bit by a spider. I'll never know, but. Oh, mate. They reckon they'll kill you, but there's a lot of people that say... I think the last person that died from one was like 10 or 20 years ago or something stupid, so... 
that up in the Christ. So you imported so Eddie Owen Davis sells you a fucking Mark Spider. One. Yeah, spider, spider infested Black Widow mountain green fucking hell. Yeah, and that I'm... was probably like your little wiring gremlin. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'd had my hands up behind the dash how many times putting in new oh. bits of wire and like yeah. the amount uh, the amount of times I had the wheels on and off adjusting the coilovers, put them back on, hands up behind the wiring loom, you know, taking the steering column out to put a new bearing in. Just constantly, like all the time, I'd stay behind after work for an hour or two and work on the car, like probably once or twice a week. And I'd never seen mm. anything. The only way. Saying, oh, there's always a spider web in there, and I was like, just totally just disregarded it, you know. That is mental, uh, isn't it? Yeah. So we get we get like I think she sort of looked into it, and got talking to someone to be like, you know, what's what's the crack with these eggs? Are they are they that are they that or you know? <clears throat> so she looks in the eggs. This is only knowledge I'm getting off someone else's. Then eggs kind of get. Hatched, I guess. Um, I think they hatch around two weeks after being born. So, so we were like, so hang on a minute, like these are fresh. These are not. These haven't been in there for months. Um, no. we, but we were like, uh, be all right, because we found we we squashed the female, didn't we? We'd be fine. It's probably you know that's. And then this this person was like, well, yeah, but potentially there could be a male in there. So oh. we were like. We were like, oh shit, yeah, because it's like two weeks ago. Like, you know, apparently this could be could be two weeks ago the eggs were conceived, which mm. would be around about the time we were sleeping in the car. Oh, fuck's sake, man. <laughs> if that was me, I'd be like fucking getting the, uh, what do you call it, out? Oh, fucking Ghostbusters gun. I'll and tell you it- what, if it wasn't patinaed, that car would have just been sent off and put in an acid bath or <laughs> sandblasted. But I was like, I just can't. Like the pati- If it was any other car and it wasn't patinaed, yeah. I'd, I'd have just sent it off to be blasted or done something. But I couldn't. I was like, what can I do? I can't do it, you know. Anyway, so this person was like, so there's, there's going to be another one in there. So we were oh. like, so we need to start looking for it. No so way. We virtually had the whole car stripped. And apart from like the fuel tank, the back axle, the front hubs, and a bit of the wiring loom was left. <clears throat> so anyway, Tanya goes, gets a phone, puts a torch on, puts it on record, and she's like filming inside the wheel arches. And as she gets to, so on the front driver side for us, left hand drive, so it'd be the yeah. near, you know, near side, passenger side for everyone in the UK, um, where the aerial hole is. As she shines a phone there, she, you just see something flick, like a little move. And then oh. she shows me the phone, and like her hands are shaking. You can see she's like really like adrenaline's like, oh my god, oh my god, sort of thing. Yeah. And we were like, right, put your torch up there, put your torch up. She gets a torch and she's looking. I'm like, oh my god, it's there, it's right in the crease. And it was up by the aerial hall. Now, I wouldn't mind, but the night before. I had the arm up the wheel arch, undoing the bolt on the oh my to, take, God. to take the aerial out. Mate, you are joking. So there is, there was a, a male uh, Black Widow. So no, the, this was just an unidentified Black Spider at this point. Right. <clears throat> so 
anyway, we're like, right, get a long screwdriver and just knock it down, and I'll I'll grab it in a in a jar, right, uh, in, in a paint cup. So anyway, I'm like, I'm like, just be careful though, you know, like if if you if you're gonna jeopardize something, just squash it, you know, don't let it run off. If it drops on the floor and you feel like it's gonna go underneath something, don't risk it, just squash it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's like, right, okay. So we agreed a plan. Anyway, she's up there with a screwdriver. And I'm sort of like stood there like, okay, like sort of hovering over, like, you know, what's going on, what's going on. Next thing you know, I just see this like leg come out of the aerial hole. And it was just like the most creepiest, eeriest little leg just come out. And it was like, oh my God. I said, it's coming out of the aerial hole. So I just put I put the paint cup on the car and it virtually crawled into the cup. And then I slid it across. I was like, quick, get some paper, get some card. And then she grabbed me a piece of cardboard, ripped it, passed it to me, and I put it under. And then I've got I can send you the pictures. I've got a picture of me stood with this cup and a piece of cardboard. And there's a spider in there. And then we took a picture of us like, yeah, we got it. We, we, we're sorted. We found it. <clears throat> so uh, anyway, we, we chuck it in a jar, um, put some holes in the jar so we can breathe while we're waiting to you know, figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And while it's in the jar, we're taking pictures of it and we're like, uh, this thing's got a red belly. So really? It's another, it's another female. Yeah. Another female? Fuck. Yeah. Thanks. So that means there's still a male in there somewhere. Oh, you're joking. No. So, anyway, we were just like, oh my God, there's still another one. There's another one. Fuck, you know. It was in your dash to start with, right? Behind I'd assume the little vent is the dash. Yeah, I'd assume it was in behind the dash and into the wiring loom all up behind there. We don't really go. Fuck's sake. And that's the thing. We were sleeping in the car, like I say. Like, we should often drive, you know, we drive around, she'd be like barefooted after a long weekend. Exactly, car show, yeah. Like, as you do, like, oh, to kick my shoes off, long drive home. Yeah. Oh, uh, mate. So we actually hired this uh, jet wash machine and it went up to like 150 degrees. It was a steam cleaner, but a jet wash. Yeah. Uh, hired it out from tool hire place. And at this point now, the car was up on a spit, you know, so you can like rotisserate it round. Yeah. Um, said, right, we're going to have to take the fuel tank and the rear axle out and then just steam clean the whole car. So when we took the, I was like, oh, I don't even want to touch the car. Like it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. So anyway, my dad helped me on that day. We took the axle out, took the fuel tank out. Fuel tank was like really heavy because we couldn't quite drain it. Um, and as we lift it off, there was a load of old cobwebs. There was a couple of dead spider bodies, but nothing live. Mm. So whether one of them was the male and they death it, like they missed it, you know, like they do. Yeah, the I've heard that. They just like fucking, as soon as they have sex, they just fucking hit, you know, do them over, don't they? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Pretty much. So, whether one of them carcasses was the male mm. that had uh, them, I don't know. But yeah, so then we, we got all that off and then we jet washed the hell out of this car, uh, put it in like every single cavity. It's pretty good actually because I put it all inside the quarter panels and all inside the door pockets and everything. And the amount of dirt and shit that come out, yeah. at first they were just flooding. And then I managed to unblock all the drain holes. So the car was just completely draining out everywhere, which is kind of good because drop blocked up drain holes would obviously cause rust and rot problems. Yeah, true, mate, yeah. So, 
Uh, but it was that hot you could touch the panels and feel they were hot so i was like yeah there's no way anything survived that now i spent about an hour and a half yeah i think there was three of us and we all kept taking turns and just kept blasting everywhere and uh oh good yeah. for you mate good for you i think the male uh, male spiders are normally smaller as well aren't they yeah i think they've got a, just a smaller body a bit a little bit slimmer mm so the male, the females are probably scarier if you've got arachnophobia. Uh, yeah, definitely. They've. Um, I'll have to send you some pictures of it. They've got a very distinctive kind of stance. The way they stand, the way they hold themselves. That it's just like they're ready to attack you. They look. They look scary. Like Jesus. Considering they're about the size of a fifty pence, you just think, "Oh, I'm so scared of this thing." Yeah, it's just what they what they can do. Obviously, because we grow up watching all these nature programs about how dangerous certain spiders are and when they're not from you know up this country i mean we don't live in some place in america where there's fucking snakes and shit that will kill you and spiders that will kill you and all the rest of it so we normally our day-to-day lives we don't have to look out for animals but when there's one that's so close to you when you're driving a vehicle it's it's a bit like it's a bit scary. <laughs> it's it's very eerie considering what what was and what could have been and how much time I spent in the car. But not just mm. me, like my kids and my yeah. daughter's my daughter's three, so that it could have easily been fatal from you know from what they're saying online that that yeah. could that could be fatal. Uh, oh. I think myself, I'd probably be alright, but you know it's just it. Yeah, it's very eerie. Yeah, that's sketchy. What what could have been? Yeah. yeah. It kind of made me a little bit depressed, if I'm honest. I felt a bit, um, when it had all gone on, I felt a bit, what's the word, like just... Empty? No, like traumatised. I felt traumatised by like the whole thing. I was like, felt like I'd sort of, yeah, just really traumatised by the whole thing. And then I kind of just lost interest in the car almost. And then I was just like, oh just like this this is this has ruined a load of things for me and i just had this fear of like never being able to love the car again really feel feel happy in it because i had such a good summer Mm. met so many cool people and now like pretty much more than friends some people i met in that car Mm. have become such good friends that they can kind of see if i'm having a shitty day and they'll be like oh you're right mate you know Mm. so they're just a bit more than your average car friend and I just felt like, am I going to be able to enjoy next summer in this thing again? You know, just felt really traumatized by it. Was that quite recently, or have you sort of changed since? No, this was like, like why the whole thing was going on, why we were renting our jet washes, and yeah. it was it was over the whole traumatizing event. And then I guess every time I went to work, I just keep checking like in different areas, check the toilet seat for the toilet, just everything for like a long time. Or what, like um, for spiders that have maybe come from the car? Yeah, potentially. I'm just kind of on the look all the time, but it's got it's got less and less. I suppose it's like after COVID. Yeah, you kind of think, oh, will it will it ever be normal again? Like washing my hands, wearing a mask, and all that. Yeah. And then over time, you kind of like, yeah, I'm all right to eat a sandwich after doing this or that without washing my hands. Almost sure, sure, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But there was like a phase where you went through, like you would not touch any food unless you'd washed your hands. Right, like, yeah. You know, you've probably done stuff on your car in the past and picked up a sandwich of oil on your hands and just eat it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. But but after COVID, it was like, no, I'm not even going to open the packet of food till I wash my hands. And you get yeah. really cautious. I guess it was kind of the same thing. I just felt like, um, yeah, just a bit traumatized by it. I like, would. But over time, over time, it's kind of gone away, and I kind of do love the car again. Kind of can't wait to get it back on the road now. Well, that's good. That is good. And I w- I wanted to ask about you know your future plans with the rabbit now because you know it is such a it's such um what's the word I mean like I've said I mentioned before like we've got the only two you've got the only um early westy rabbit haven't you I know there's actually I don't know I tell a lie there might be you might even know them I I don't think I know them but I've been told there's like another american import whether it's a rabbit or or one of the early early rabbits you know the ones that still have the circular headlights oh yeah i don't know maybe you know more than me i don't know but you've definitely got the only mountain green early westy rabbit in the uk and it's such a a great looking patina car because there are some vehicles that don't look good with patina like mine but yours has got like some really nice like it's in all the right places. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I feel like a certain bit. I don't like this bit, but mine. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just aged beautifully all over, and it's just done what it needed to do. It's like the goo. It's just the Google image of Patina. Yeah. No, yeah, that's kind of why I fell in love. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah. it would be a shame to just have it pushed to one side. I mean, I know. You know, everybody's got things that they need to prioritize and, you know, bills need to be paid and food needs to be on the table, et cetera, et cetera. But I get the sense that you're going to be, you're going to still sort of chip away and and get this thing back to how you want it. I don't think you're going to let this one go, are you? No, I think, um, like I mentioned before, I'm in the, I'm going to let my truck go because, Mm. Realistically, it's a two-seater. I've got two kids, you know, partner, stuff like that. I'm literally never going to go anywhere in it. And if I do, then they've got to go in another car. So it's like, what's the point in holding and spending all that money on another car Mm. when the rabbit just does the same thing? So, yeah, I'm going to let that go. Put some money back into loads of other stuff. Um, But no, the rabbit, like, I'm keeping it, going to do it. Um, and I have been like some weeks I do quite a bit on it and then other weeks I don't get a chance to touch it for a few mm. weeks um, yeah but at the moment it's it's set up, it's it's on the spit I've been cleaning all the underseal off it I did start welding up some holes in the engine bay and started pushing dents out and stuff I need to replace the front floor pans yes um, not because they're rotten but because it was so low it was just constantly scraping on the floor and it's kind of just burnt holes through the floor pan. Wow. (laughs) By the time I've like welded all them up and patched it all up and stuff, it's like, and it's just battered as well. Like it's not even straight. It's just, it looks like it's just been hammered constantly. It would just be quicker to drill all the welds out, take take the thing out and just put a a fresh new pan in. Are you still after, was it a set of two? Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, you can't buy like a one-piece one with the tunnel built in. You have to buy each side, left and the right. So yeah, can't, but I don't really want to use the replica ones because they don't really fit. Mm. So you basically NOS ones. 
we we've done advertisements on on Instagram, but let's advertise here as well. So if anybody's listening to this and they potentially have or potentially know someone who has floor pan floor panels for would a, a Mark One Golf be acceptable? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly the same car. Yeah. Yeah, I can point out a few differences on the overall car, but there's no differences on the floor pan. I don't mm. believe. So basically, if you know someone who could, is breaking, uh, <laughs> I don't know who's be breaking a Mark One Golf, but maybe they know someone who's who's got one, or maybe they've got some um, original NOS floor pans. Please do get in touch. I'll, what I'll do is I'll put Ed's uh, Instagram in the show notes below. So if you guys want, give him a follow anyway, but yeah. make sure you message him if you have any details about. You know, maybe he could. You have got, you've got some floor panels you could potentially send him or deliver in Wales. Help a brother out. Um, but also, whilst we're sort of doing a little service announcement, we should talk about the late Westy truck that you're gonna let go, right? So why don't you do a little advert here for anybody potentially looking at buying an American import pickup truck, which. For any UK listeners, it's basically a Mark One Caddy. Um, there's several differences, which I'd love to dive into maybe on a future episode, such as the front headlights, the grill, certain panels, certain things, uh, but we, we can touch on another time. But go ahead, Ed. You've got a few seconds to describe and sell your late Westie. Hold on. There's a there's a kid outside on on my kid's bike. Oh, do you need to pause the uh, <laughs> show and sort that out? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Oi! Pull that bike back! In here now! If you own a Volkswagen Mark One Caddy, then this is the event for you. Caddy Campers is back here in the UK and this year we're going up to the Scottish Highlands. We're staying at a campsite called Ben Nevis Holiday Park, so right at the base of the mountain. We've already got so many people booked, but there is room to book on the website, which I'll leave in the description of this video. I highly recommend it if you are in the UK and you've got a Mark 1 Caddy, please do come along. You're going to meet some really, really lovely people. There's going to be loads of drive outs around the Scottish Highlands. It's going to be a four week, a four day weekend. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday gives you plenty of time to just for travel, really. So Thursday is going to be a travel day and Sunday a travel day. And this year we thought we'd have a bigger event. So that's Thursday to Sunday, the 6th to the 9th of June. All the details are going to be in the description below, including the campsite website, also our Facebook group, which I highly recommend you join so you get the latest uh, up to date sort of like news about each Caddy Campers event. We're going to be filming it. There's going to be drones. There's going to be photographers. There's going to be so, so much going on at these Caddy Camper events. So I highly recommend you come and join us, even if it's just for the day. I mean, it is quite far away just for the day. So. I highly recommend you come and join us for that weekend. If you have to book time off work, just book the Thursday, Friday off, whatever. Honestly, it's gonna be so good. We've got quizzes, we've got awards, like best caddy, straightest tailgate award, best sound system, 
There's gonna be awards where you can win some Hot Wheels. We've got barbecues, campfires, big drive outs. It's all going on this year. Caddy Campers, the 6th to the 9th of June. I'll leave details in the description below. Do come along, it's gonna be great. Yeah, sorry about that. No, that's okay. Did you get everything sorted okay? Yeah, so for everyone, that, I don't know if you're going to cut that bit out or what, but for everyone that doesn't know. No, I'll know. keep it. I'll keep it in, <laughs> mate. What happened? Uh, just kind of, I'm stood in my bedroom upstairs uh, so I can get away from the noise of the kids. And I'm looking out my bedroom window at the world going by and I'm like, that kid in the bus stop's kissing his girlfriend. I'm like, oh, it's got stickers on the same as Alfie's bike. Like, that is Alfie's bike. No way. Someone tried to steal your son's bike. Yeah. Did you get it back? Uh, yeah, I shouted out the back window as he walked past because you have to kind of walk through a bit of a pathway past our house. And I shouted out the window, Oi, bring that bike here now. God. Oh, sorry, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Jeepers, mate. Well, I made him bring it all the way to the garden. I think he was like, Where'd you want it? It's like in the garden where it was. Wow. So I just put it in the garage. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, well done. Super dad. Um, so. That's kind of why it's hard to do a podcast because, uh, yeah, business, kids, and, and then even when you get in a podcast and you get a quiet bit of room, someone tries to nick your bike. Jesus. <laughs> well, no. anyway, um, <clears throat> let's go back. Let's take this time now um, to give you some little advert space, um, the halftime show, and you can you can sort of give us some information. The people out there listening, potentially people in the UK, you've got a late westy a volkswagen mark one late westy which so what is that year 1981 82 83 yeah so okay so it's 1981 okay um a late westmoreland i believe they only made them for two years or so anyway you can look into the history of that bit um but i got it from moreno valley california it spent all its life in basically a dry area. Yeah. There's no rust. There's no dents. Um, how I managed to find it and buy it and get it here and then actually look at it and be like, I cannot believe how good this truck is. It's as good as he said it was. Mm. That's never the case. Um, <clears throat> it really is perfect. The bed is 100% straight. Um, there's, just, there's just, when I got it, there was still sand in the bed. And I said to the guy, like, what do you use it for? He says, I literally take the dog down to the beach on some surfboards. That's all I've ever That's used it for. That's mad. Yeah. If you look in the wheel arches, you can still see the spot welds. Like, there's no crust. There's no rust on edges. Um, there's no patina on it. Um, okay. It, it started silver. It's had a cheap, shitty paint job green while it was in America. I bet underneath that green paint job probably is a really cool patina paint job, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, but basically, it's it's the straightest, most solidest truck I've ever come across. And I think I've had about nine of them now. Nine? Yeah. By wow, f- I didn't realise you had so many. Uh, yeah, like British ones. like Not all not all American, not two American. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. So you've had English caddies. Yeah, I've had loads. And, yeah. and you've had two American... Yeah, late Westy pickups as well. Yeah, <laughs> Jeepers. by far that is the best one I've ever come across. Mm-hmm. Um, hence, while 
why I said this is probably something I should paint up and make like a really, really outstanding caddy. If you want to yeah. build a show truck, this is the truck. Um, I'm not, I don't know what I want for it price wise. I haven't thought, I kind of need to figure out. I bought it 10 years ago, I need to figure out what it owes me. I'm not really after making a massive amount of money on it. If I can just if if I can just get a fair price is what I'm kind mm. of asking for it now. Uh, bearing in mind the shipping costs and what what how good the truck is. I mean, compared to mm. some that you're gonna have to cut up and weld and all that. I mean, this thing, yeah, you could just blast it and paint it. And why I haven't, you know, I mean, I own a paint shop. You think I would, but it's not as, it's not as simple as that when you've got customers throwing money at you to do theirs. Just... Yeah, I understand. But is it is it a shell or does it come with an engine? already uh so it's a complete it's actually a complete truck it's just all boxed up so yeah it's got the front and rear bumpers uh it's got the end caps it's got the bumper strips um i've actually made i've, com- I've scrapped the brackets off the american bumpers and i've made custom brackets um the reason for that is the american ones didn't have a tow hook so i've designed and made a, a really good bracket that entails a towing hook uh, for mm-hmm. the front and the back in case you break down. Um, for some reason, the American bumpers didn't have that. Uh, and then it's got the actual safari, no, it's not safari window, the sliding window for the back, but it's not the one that everyone sees, which is like two two pieces of glass that slide to the left. So you'd have like four glass, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. This Basically one's what a three-piece. Oh, have you, oh yours, yeah. So is yours four or three? Mine's the four, so you can just open it like uh, like sliding doors, but like yeah, yeah. one goes left and one, one goes, goes right. right. And you've got one that just is a, a so it's a three piece window. Yeah, it's three piece. It's still got the original manufacturer sticker on it, which says something about um, California, and it's got something about emissions and stuff like that. It's still got that on it. And I've got oh, all, yeah. I've got all the glass. Um, I've got opening quarter lights but the late ones that are bolt through not the glue uh, good, good. i've got a tdi engine there out of a mark three uh, it's a one z it's got 70k on it full service history it came out of the volkswagen vento i've got the wiring loom i've got the pedal i've got brand new coilovers i've virtually got everything there to build the truck i've even got brand new door panels i've got wow. the proper tombstone seats i've got it depends what someone wants. I've got BBS steering wheel. I've got standard. Yeah, I've just got everything. Price is negotiable depending on what someone would want. It's, it's kind of one of them. Someone needs to come and look at it and go, yeah, I want that. I don't want that. I want that. I don't want that. And then yeah. I could kind of figure out what them bits are. I know what, I know exactly what all the bits are, so it's kind of hard to price it because does someone want to spend X amount and take the lot and then think, oh, actually, I didn't want them bits. Yeah. Which I'd be happy to keep some of the stuff anyway. So it's basically up to whoever buys it can choose what they want to buy with it. Yeah, and I've got a, a new old stock tailgate, which is a genuine one. It's not no cheap shit. Mm. Um, so basically how I come across that was there was a lad that got rear-ended uh, in a caddy. He went through insurance. Um, he had a brand new tailgate bought through insurance. He worked in the body shop himself. Mm-hmm. So he was doing it in work himself. Um, so basically, when he got this tailgate, he, he kept it in the box, threw it behind the paint booth and decided, actually, I'll just fix the one that's on it because he said he lost heart in the truck. 
So he was going to sell it anyway once it had been put back together. Oh, wow. So he repaired the tailgate that was on it, and then he ended up selling the truck, and this tailgate just sat behind a paint booth for about 15, 20 years, maybe. That's nuts. Back when you could probably buy yeah. new old yeah. Well, yeah, they were, they were not old stock then. They were like literally new from Volkswagen. Yeah. And it yeah. still had the sticker on it. The same sticker that I look at now when I buy panels myself, like new, new, you know, new caddies and golfs and stuff like that. And they have a label on them. It still had that label on it, but obviously an older version. <clears throat> um, right. So, yeah, I've got an a absolute 100% mint tailgate for it. I've also got a lift up bed cover. So, everyone's got these caddy covers. Oh, yeah, I remember you showing me. This is actually really cool. Yeah, so this one's a solid fiberglass one, but it's actually imprinted like leather, and it's actually got, like, stitching around it. So it looks like leather, but it is it is fiberglass, um, and it li- right. lifts up on rams. It's got a lock built in and everything. So yeah, It's I've- something to be seen, I think. it's You need to see it. To be- you can't just listen to this. You've got to go over to to ed's instagram have a chat with him he'll send you some photos it's something to be seen isn't it yeah i'd say so and it's also it's not i bought the truck and then for the last 10 years i've been on ebay and other things and i've seen stuff and gone i've got to have that so i've collected for like 10 years to build this ultimate truck and then realistically mm. i've had kids and stuff and things change and you just think do i, do I really want it i've got hot rod i've got the rabbit do, mm. I, do i need another car that I've got to spend money on, I've got, you know, and then I can't go anywhere with anyone. I can only go on my own. Right. So it just it just seems daft to me when I could just free up some cash and enjoy the other cars, I think. Fair enough. Um, have you done any other modifications to it whilst you've had it, or is it just basically a standard-looking truck? Uh, yes, I've done a lot of fabrication under the engine in the engine bay, so I've not touched anything anywhere else apart from the bumper brackets done all them kind of mods um i've got a one i've actually got a bonrath don't know if you've heard of him. a no. single wiper so it, it goes in the center of your screen and it's oh, just yeah. it's just one arm but it's not a, it's not a modified one that people do it's the, the genuine article bonrath um, okay I think that cost me about 300 quid. I might have got it from like Lithuania or something like that on eBay. Oh, wow. But that's what I mean. Like for, for like years and years and years, I've just kind of see stuff and I'm like, oh, that's that's awesome. Anything mm. quirky or unique or awesome, pretty much. I've just gone, yeah, I've got to have that. How can you make, mm. if you're going to make an awesome truck, you need awesome bits, don't you? For sure. For sure. I like that. Um, well, there you go. Have a, have you got anything else to add to that? Sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry. So the engine bay, I've, smoothed off every bracket possible every hole possible um i've capped off the turrets i've also done a turret raise so they're about two inches higher than stock Uh, and then i cut the firewall out and i've put a tailgate in there so the actual engine bay itself has a volkswagen scripted firewall in there oh the embossed yeah the embossed yes yes i remember now yeah yeah, it's pretty. It's, it really is a re- really cool truck, and it, like, I, I I will be gutted when it goes. I really will be, but it's just one of them. It's like, it's not much priorities, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody understands, mate. And uh, like I said, head over to Ed's Instagram, send him a message, and have a look at the all the pictures. And uh, if if it piques your interest, 
hopefully someone will head over there, mate. Um, whoever does, yeah. whoever does want it, um, they're gonna get a you know really good truck, a really good project kind of thing. Yeah, it's a solid, solid truck. It's it's got to be the right person. I mean, it's left hand drive that kind of puts people off. That whoever, when someone sees it, they just they'll want it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not going to appeal yeah. to everyone, but the one person it does appeal to is going to be like, oh my god, this is like unbelievable. You know <laughs> me, <laughs> probably me. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like certain people like certain things, and and it it just yeah. ticks every box for that particular person. It's just yeah. Yeah, it's finding that person. And I don't really know what I want for it yet. I kind of do need to figure that out. <clears throat> well, I remember when it's funny you mentioned all that because when I went to pick this one up from Brighton, um, I had pre they the guys they're called Nut Job. I don't know if they're still going, but they have a YouTube channel and the video's not up anymore, sadly, because I wanted to I wanted to save the YouTube video of them going to pick the truck that I have now, they, they go to Winchester and pick this thing up. And, uh, they had this whole video. It was like 20 minute long video of them going to pick it up. And they, and it's, it's weird. Uh, the guy, uh, his name's Ben. He went to go pick it up with this other guy. And the other guy is like this fucking ridiculously famous, like YouTuber, Instagram creator. Like really strange. Like I, I, it's weird because I'd known this guy and I, I followed him at the time. I was like, hang on a minute, that looks like the guy from. Oh my god, it is. And it's the. So it's really weird. The person who went to pick my truck up, yeah, is this fucking famous little creator guy. <laughs> and uh, anyway, they got it back to Brighton, and you see in the video them talking about the plans, what to do with it. Yeah, and they're talking about like you know putting like a real like a like a twenty valve in it or something like that, and they were talking about potentially swapping it over for a right hand drive, and I was like, what the fuck? Why would yeah. you do that? That might be why they deleted it. Uh, maybe, <laughs> but I think it was them or it was somebody else. I can't remember. But there's, I, I just like, why? Why would you ruin something that's so unique? Like you said just now, like it's so unique. Why would you change something like that? I think why? I think people have got a fear of left-hand drive, but it's really not that bad. It's really, a, no. I, I don't know. I think it's all right. No, people, yeah, it's, it's absolutely fine, mate. Yeah. People the have weirdest got this thing absolute is, fear of it, but it's, it's, it really is nothing, you know. <laughs> the only thing that I find funny is that when my partner Chloe's in the in the truck with me, she's obviously in on the right hand side, and we're driving along. And if we've got to sort of give way to people, and people drive past and say thanks to her when she's not actually driving, yeah, it's quite funny. But anyway, let's go back to your mountain green rabbit. Tell us briefly, like, what are your future plans? What's your hopes and dreams with this? Um, so pretty much just going to change the floor pans um, mm. and smooth the engine bay out. I'm going to keep all the patina, the exterior patina. Mm -hmm. I'm going to paint paint the engine bay like perfect, really nice smooth engine bay. I'm going to paint the underneath of the car and mm -hmm. then... Pretty much just get every single part that goes underneath it, like powder-coated black, so it's all brand new, fresh. Uh, nice. So it just looks like a brand new car underneath. It just looks kind of perfect. 
mm-hmm. but, on, but on the top, the out, you know, it's kind of hard because you have to go near the edge. Um, you know, so it's kind of hard not to interrupt into the patina. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just kind of want to make it look like it does now, probably finish it all and people will go, okay, what took you so long? Like nothing's changed. <laughs> uh, but actually what will be the difference is the f- everything will be solid. Loads of spot welds have broken on it from it being on coilovers, being hard ridden. It's like there's a lot of welds that are broken. So I'm going to weld everything back up, make it mm. solid um got air ride for it nice yeah <clears throat> it's another story i kind of got stung with import tax and pretty pretty pissed, oh, really? pissed about yeah uh, so i bought it a little bit cheaper from germany it turns out that actually there's like 400 pound tax to pay on it i'm like well i might as well have just bought it here then haven't i fuck yeah so uh ups is still holding one of the parcels at the minute so i've got half an air ride kit Oh, that's annoying. I would love, 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 love air ride, mate. I really would. I've no, so... I, I don't think I've ever had a car that's worth putting it on. Um, right. But I just feel like if I replace the floor pans and then, example, go into you know, the Isle of Wight and I couldn't get everything in, I was like, I kind of need, mm. like practically, not even just because it looks cool, practically, yeah, I need, I need air ride. Yeah. <laughs> Preach to the choir, man. That's literally why I would... Because there's so many, like, potholes, speed bumps, just shit in the road. Like, you saw today, like, it's just flooded everywhere. I would just love the ability to just fucking flip a switch or push a button and just to be lifted just a few inches up and just it would make life a little bit more easier. Because, obviously, the PD sump is fucking low as shit. Life would, um, life would be a bit easier with a few more inches. <laughs> very good but, so air ride okay okay next uh so i got the i've got mark 3 golf just got about 60 60 uh, probably seventy thousand again uh miles mm. on there um that's a tdi it's the ahu so it's a really tunable i mean you could go pd but my theory is the mark 3 block is mm. It's the same size as the Mark One block, only I think they're just bored out more. So, right. so for me, it just feels more natural to put a Mark Three in there because they just fit. They're the right yeah. size. They're not mega powerful. I think I probably have about 110 brake at best, um, but they just look right. And to me, I like I like a diesel engine because it's a bit agricultural. It's a bit like. It is what it is, you know, like windy windows, mm. no power steering, a lumpy engine. It just kind of, mm. you know, if I wanted a really smooth car, I'd just go and buy a new car, I think. <laughs> yeah, but very good point. it will be better than, I had a non-turbo in there, exactly the same block that was mm. that was in there last time, only the TDI's obviously got the turbo on, so it'd be a bit quicker. Mm. Uh, just, just be better for everyday traffic. It's got. I'm gonna try and put a new loom in there. Air ride. Probably get the seats retrimmed. I'm chatting to someone at the minute about doing that. Okay. Um, it's a bit of a cost, but I mean, I don't mean I don't need to paint the car. And if I did, that really wouldn't really cost me anything because I do it myself. So the biggest cost on that car is probably interior. But yeah. but I really think on the American ones, and you'll probably agree. The interior is like almost better than the paint jobs. Like 
they make the cars. I mean, if you've got like a white rabbit and it's got the lipstick red interior, the the, the interior is like the focal. It's like, oh my god, look at the interior. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been saying this for years. Like the the one of the biggest things that drew me to the American, uh, the rabbits, the American market is just the sheer difference over over the top interiors. Yeah, like, yeah. They just choose one color, and it's just literally throw a can of paint in, and the whole thing's blue or red. Or isn't it? yeah, like our our seats, and you know, we've got loads of black trim, bits of this, yeah. bits of that. No, the Americans, they just like. That's the colour. <laughs> Everything's yeah. doing that colour. Yeah. I yes. mean, sure, there's the GTI pattern and the prints and stuff over here. That's cool. But for me, uh, and it, it's just the colours, like the tan, just tan everything. Or like you say, lipstick red, the Largo blue, into the, the carpet matches as well. Like it, Over here, it's just fucking grey or black. And it's just... Oh, and like to link back to what we said before, like I, I for one, I love things that are different. I love things that are fucking cool and like just stuff you don't see every day, you know. And that's what I've been preaching for many, many, many years now. And people are probably sick of me <laughs> of of hearing it now, but uh, I love difference. I no, love I'm it. I'm into that. I kind of like you. You get a bit bored of seeing a Mars Red Mark One GTI on BBS splits. It's, <laughs> you just get bored of the same thing. I I like unique. I like quirky. Okay, mm. it kind of matches my personality and maybe yours does with you. And yeah, it oh, just kind of yeah. sets you apart from the crowd. And it just yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's probably not a way to be like big-headed or anything. It's just the fact that we have a certain taste. I think, you know. I think I probably could have gone out and maybe got like maybe something a bit flashy for the same Mm. kind of money, and people Mm. and people go, "Oh yeah, that's quite flashy. May have a few quid." But in fact, I actually just went out and bought this rusty old thing that people are like. Half the people look at it and go. Has that even got an MOT? You know, <laughs> and then and then you get a load of other people that are just like that's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, they know it's they know it's a lot of money, um, yeah. but it's not it's not flashy. It's not like oh look at me. It's you, you bought it because you like it, not because you want to look like you've got loads of money or something. You know, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I mean, I dig it. I dig it totally, and I'm I'm excited to hear all the things you're going to do to the rabbit. I really am, and. Are you going to be documenting it like me in my cringy ways with like YouTube and Instagram posts, uh, or are you going to keep everything under wraps and just sort of like unveil it at the end? What's your plan? Um, I do think about filming stuff, but I tend to do stuff on my own. So I can't, I suppose you do, but I can't really film myself like grinding some or welding some or cutting something. Mm. So a lot of what I do just kind of gets lost because I can't, film it we've um, talked about it before like if even if you had a tripod and you film yourself it just turns any job like into like double the amount of time so it's up to you like it's it's one to think about it's like do you want to spend you know just do you want to do a 20 minute job for 20 minutes or do you want to do a 20 minute job that takes you 40 minutes or an hour just because you filmed it do you know what i mean yeah, I kind so of think what I'm doing at the minute is a bit boring. So, I mean, how much how much video time could you take of me just literally heating up under seal and stripping it <laughs> off with a with a stripper 
Yeah. And then the same again in the end break. You could only have a few seconds of each each thing before yeah. you go, that's a bit boring. And it bloody is yeah. boring. I spend hours and hours and hours and hours doing one little thing and just think, okay, I've done a square foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the reality. It kind of is boring. But yeah, I don't know why we just do it because we just want a nice car at the end of it. But it kind there's of is. Many... It's, not, it's not all that fun. Not all of it. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's there's different ways. If you did want to film it, like the way the world is going now, everyone loves the like you know fast paced Instagram reels and TikToks. Like everything's got to be super fast and like you know get to the point because they lose interest real quick now. I I don't know about you. I still love watching like long <clears throat> videos on YouTube. I like watching a long form video but uh I, you know when it's jobs like that like taking up the old sound deadening or something silly like i i've started to rethink the way even i film stuff i'm like well do people want to sit through this and you know a lot of the time i do i'll do like a time lapse so i'll have something constantly filming i can crack on with the job and it but it will just be all sped up at the end yeah. um, or you, you could do a montage maybe you could just like over the course of however long this takes you, just be like, right, any major things you're about to start or if you're in the thick of it, just whip your phone out, film a little clip and just explain what you're doing, how far you're at. And then by the end of it, you'll have sort of like a montage of of uh, the the uh, the build. Do you know what I mean? So there's different ways you could do it. I have took videos while we've done stuff. So the whole stripping the car down, um yeah, pretty much all. I have took videos. They're just they're just stored in my phone. I've done nothing with them so far. But yeah, I do try and video stuff. Uh, but there's only so much I can. I can video the job. But I can't kind of video me doing the job sometimes. Yeah, if you like, I'd love, I'd love to be there because you know me. I I love documenting everything. So if I lived closer to you, mate, I'd be all over that. I love stuff like that. Be really cool. Yeah. Really would would be cool to see it. Kind of. Done on a you know videoed, um, yeah. just just uh yeah probably just maybe quite an interesting watch because um yeah I, I I love watching raw stuff to be honest like you were saying then like you don't have to speed stuff up but if I'm in the mood to watch car stuff I kind of want to watch car stuff I don't really want to watch it for three minutes I kind of want to watch twenty minutes yeah twenty minutes of car stuff you know for sure man for sure well it's one to think about you know one to think about now. Um, before I wanted, well, I wanted to get onto something else, and that is your the other side of what you do. With you mentioned it earlier on at the beginning um, about you know you've been in is it magazine? You've definitely won awards, right, for for some of the work that you've done in the past. Yes, car, cars I've done. Have, yeah, cars I've done. I've got awards. Um, I, the rabbit won a few awards, um, but yeah. Because um, I remember you showing me this, like, is it an orange? Is it an orange old, old an older vehicle? Yes, yeah, so it's nineteen forty-one Willis Coupe. Willis Coupe. Yes, yeah, so my background's kind of hot rods and Volkswagens. I kind of, yeah. I always liked the Volkswagens because I could afford them when I started driving. I, I think the first thing I ever bought was a Mark One Caddy. It was on a farm. Nice. I think I bought yeah. it for about two hundred and fifty quid. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Considering how much they're going for nowadays. 
But I always wanted hot rods. They're like they're my main thing. I've always loved hot rods and custom paint and stuff like that. But I couldn't. I just couldn't afford that sort of stuff. So I just fell into the Volkswagen trap while mm-hmm. I was waiting to maybe get older and have more money. I guess. I mean, I've got a hot rod project now, but I'm thirty. You know, it's took me till now. And I remember being as young as seven and going, "Oh my god, I want one of them." Mm. Um. But yeah, so I, I'm very much in the hot rod background. That's kind of why I like the rabbit as well because I can go and do Volkswagen stuff. But with it being American and it's got patina and hot rod shows and people equally like it there, they're like, oh, my God, that's ace. You know, so yeah, kind of get, get looked looked upon like, oh, he's in a Mark 1 Golf at hot rod show. You know, it's kind of, it's just good yeah. with it being American as well. And that helps. For sure. So what's the what's the plans with this hot rod project you've got? Um. So... Start it <laughs> would be one. <laughs> uh, I, it's one of them. I bought it, uh, got some inheritance, and I was like, right, that's what it's going on. It was always going to go on that. So I got some inheritance. I bought that. Uh, and knowing that I'm just going to put it away for a bit, uh, I was going to do the truck and then I was going to do that. But then actually, I'm just going to let the truck go. I'm going to do the rabbit first because it literally wants four pounds, a couple of, you know, it just wants a couple of weeks of work, you know, or maybe a couple of months at worst. Mm. Uh, and then it could be on the road. But I think the hot rod's going to, you know, you get into them, you're into like two and three years, you know, you're really into them. You need a lot of money. You need a lot of time on them. So right. I don't re- I don't really want to start it until the rabbit's done. And at least while I'm doing the, the hot rod, I've got the rabbit to go to car shows and entertainers and go and do other stuff. Mm. Is it but, hard to get parts for the hot rod? Uh, yeah, pretty much everything you need to buy is in America. So right. just shipping and taxes and stuff like that. I've got family out there, but friends that go out there. So sometimes you can get stuff just brought home in suitcases and stuff like that. Um, oh, okay. There's a lot of companies that make, they make a living off just importing parts and then selling them on their websites. So yeah, everything's readily available. Oh, I mean, it, back in the day, the, the idea with building a hot rod was to go to the scrapyard and build a car out of just things that were in a scrapyard, and that's the whole idea of a hot rod, almost. I mean, not not talking like rat rods, just in general, you take bits yeah. off like a, a 40s car and put them on a 30s car, and yeah. that would kind of soup up the 30s car to be a bit quicker. And that, that's yeah. kind of where hot rods came from, you know. Um but nowadays, you just go online on Speedway and these other things, and you just you just get like a brand new steering column that's built of aluminium and chrome and all the bells and whistles. You don't need to go scrapyards, or you can't really go scrapyards. Anyone gets stuff like that. So yeah, everything's just on the shelf, really. Wow, that's incredible. You, you can that's... you can buy a chassis, or you can you can modify the original one, or even milk build one from scratch um, yeah depends how much you want to you, you can either spend a lot of money or you can or you can fabricate a lot of stuff so there's two ways to build it you can you know you can i know people have chucked like maybe a hundred grand or something stupid in building cars and other mm. people that have built cars for probably 10 or 20 because they've made everything they've spent hours and hours and hours in the garage and yeah wow. i guess it is what it, it is what you want it to be you know yeah, no, totally, and I think that same that same thing applies to anybody listening who has a little Mark One project. You know, there's so like you wouldn't believe. I'm not just saying this, but like you wouldn't believe the amount of 
novices, for lack of a better word, the 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 green people that are, that come through on the comments and say like, oh, I just found your podcast and I'm on this episode and I wish I found out about this earlier. Yada yada. I've just bought this, and they'll send me like pictures of like this shell of a mark one caddy and i'm like oh man you've got so much ahead of you like what like you've got just blank basically a blank canvas and you can take it wherever you want like you just said like you can it is what you think of and it's you know you can thoughts become things my friend is what i'm trying to say it's like if you can imagine it you can basically do it can't you it's like similar to the hot rod thing or am i talking bollocks no, yeah, I mean, your project is, there's no right or wrong way to do it. I mean, mm. you might, someone might do a project in a certain theme and people be like, what the hell? But whoever's, <laughs> whoever's building it, that's that's their that's their ideal thing. Yes. I, I, I don't shame what other people are building, even if it's not my cup of tea or I just think, what the hell? But at the end <laughs> of the day, that's that's someone's car, you know, they, they go to work, they, they earn money, mm. they... That's just, it's like, it's just the hobby. They're interested, you know, you, you just can't judge someone else's uh, sort of project. If I, and if they're all the same, it, yeah, that would be really boring. Well, yeah, this is true. So, so what we spoke about earlier, isn't it? Have you seen any, let's jump back to the caddies. Yeah. Have you seen any, all rabbits, really? Rabbits or or the pickups in america or i'm talking about on instagram and stuff or in person have you seen any sort of uh projects or have you seen any builds i should say that have sort of like you know taken your eye and and anything you've you've seen and thought fucking hell that's pretty good um i don't really think there's a lot of people building stuff at the minute but i did follow the so i'm really bad with names but there was that obvious white late Westy truck that's like immaculate. Um, oh, um, Mr. Oh, Tish, is it Tishan Ralph? Tishan something? Are you talking about that guy with the. It's got, uh, a, it's got a wooden bed, it's got air ride, it's white. Um, it's just, it's like, it gets a lot of attention, but it's just, it's just like plain white. It's got tan interior, BBS steering wheel. Air ride BBS, just like mm. a super clean build. I kind of watched him build that for a while. That's good. There used to be, there's, there's probably only one guy at the minute I'm watching build to it, and that's a, a Manila green pickup truck, and that's in America. Oh, it's, yeah. It's got like 16 or 17 inch billet aluminium wheels on it. The very, like, kind of, I like billet, billet aluminium wheels. I just think it's very period 70s 80s kind of mm. cool that's i love that sort of stuff so i'm kind of uh, watching that because as soon as you put them wheels on i was like oh, okay i like this guy <laughs> i was uh, trying to figure out who that was because i i saw that on my sort of like recommended part on instagram you know on the is it for you page they call it i don't know but yeah, like he's, he's actually got some youtube videos as well he puts them up about painting it and doing bits and that so i've kind of been watching that a little bit uh, a lot of people building stuff, or maybe they're not documenting it. Like, I mean, I'm building something, I don't bother documenting it. Do you think there's like a fear of putting stuff out because they're going to be judged? Do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I get, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, I've done paint jobs that have ended up in magazines and winning like huge car shows. Mm. Yeah, if I, I could make a video, stick a DA down on the floor. 
and I'll just get loads of people like, oh my God, you've just put that on the floor or oh, you've just done this. Like you should never do that. Or, And it's like, yeah, I know, but you just, yeah, people just jump on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. and I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick that up and use it. I'm going to pick it up, take the disc off, put a new disc on or whatever. But they yeah. kind of don't see that. They just think, right. Oh, you know, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of assumptions to be made and there's a lot of people kind of there to criticize what you do, I guess, with everything. Yeah, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head, mate. Like for any anybody out there that's potentially new to this, and you know, because I've seen people that um, that's normally the case. Like I said, there's people that reach out to me on Instagram and message me and say, "Oh, just listen to the podcast," or or I watch your YouTube videos. I've just bought a project myself. They send me yeah. photos. I'll look on their profile, but there's like fuck all there. Do you know what I mean? It's like I want to. I want to follow people that regularly post about their life or their, their project, something that I'm interested in. Otherwise there's not much point following. I know that sounds harsh, but it's like, what's the fucking point? Like of this app, I mean, other than to contact people, which is great, but I yeah, wanna, I know I what you mean. A lot of people are sort of scared of posting because of that fear of doing something wrong or, or like you said, the assumptions thing, like there's so many times, like, I've seen a comment on a YouTube video of mine or a post that I've done. And, and like someone said the other day, what what was it? Like one of them on YouTube was, oh, I hope you've got a carbon monoxide tester or a detector because I got the um, fucking thing in the truck. And it's like, I feel like every video that I make where you can see that I've got that little um, heater in the back of the truck, I feel like I need to say, oh, by the way, I've got a carbon monoxide detector. No, don't worry about, you know, commenting. Yeah. And the, what was the one that was like the other day? Oh, yeah. I was putting the fucking boiled linseed oil on and someone commented about, make sure you put the rags in water. They were telling me like a step-by-step in the, um, they messaged me and started giving me like a step-by-step guide on how to deal with your rags after you've used boiled linseed. I was like, mate, <laughs> this is not the first time I've done this. I appreciate you reaching out, but like, but they were getting rude about it. And I was like, mate, just chill. Mm. Don't assume like this is my first sort of time doing this. Like, it's not my first rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. You must have seen it. Yeah. And I was no, like, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. That's literally um, what I put. This isn't my first rodeo. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. People do assume. I think maybe maybe they're trying to be helpful sometimes uh, by oh yeah. I know I know a bit about that so I'll just share my knowledge yeah uh, maybe come across a bit like that but yeah it could be it could be a bit of both but I remember yeah. I I linseed oiled my the rabbit um, and actually it's a bit of a bit of a funny story so I wasn't quite sure how you do it but I was right. like right obviously you just buff it on whatever so. Anyway, I think I had my dad helping me do it. And um, there was a couple of, I think it was like a couple of days before it was going to its first car show. The first mm. car show it went to, we actually took it on a trailer because um, it was like Unity. There were a couple of my friends that run it. So I was like, yeah, I've got to take it. Even if I take it on a trailer, it's got to go. Mm. Um, so we, we linseed oiled it because I didn't want to, it lived in the garage, inside the garage before, you know, before this. Uh, but potentially it's going out on the road now. It's going to go outside, so it wants protection. So I get the linseed oil, and we're just literally tipping it on the rag on these microfibers, mm. spreading it all over the car, 
And my dad was like, no, you, you need to really get it on because it'll soak into the metal, it'll soak in. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, makes sense. I mean, if you put a little bit on, uh, I don't know. So I was just taking it on with him. He was doing the same thing. Um, and then Tanya was like, do you want to go into Ikea? And I was like, eh, kind of in the middle of doing this. She was like, oh, well, it's Sunday. So anyway, I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, sod it. We'll go for a little adventure, a little Ikea adventure. So I said, but I'll have to finish this. So I'll get it all done. And then I'm like, I'm sure you're supposed to buff this off to my dad. And he's like, no, no, it'll soak in. It'll like, it'll just soak in. It'll, and then it'll, you know, whatever. Mm. But I'm pretty certain you're supposed to buff it off or something because I come back the next day, it just looked like a tipped honey all over my car. It looked like a mess. It was run- Oh, yeah. Like literally just, yeah, it was, it was running off like the bits of trim. And then I put it outside. I think the trailer did to this one car show. And by the time the car show had finished, I took the car home. It was absolutely caked in dust and shit. Like, but it had all stuck to the linseed oil. Oh no! So it actually stained the car. It was filthy. Like, just looked black. Mm. Um, you know, like you get that sort of dry dust on the ground in the yeah. summer. It was like that all over the car, and it was like. You couldn't oh, buff it off because it was sticky, and then the microfibers were sticking to the car. And I was like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" So I, mem- <laughs> I remember trying to jet wash it with like fairy liquid, which is a degreaser, isn't it? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much, it literally lasted the whole time it's been out on the road. So the whole summer, it stayed on there. And over the summer, it progressively got not progressively, but it kind of like it, it died off a bit. Um, mm. So about now it looks all right, but there's still, I think I need to get like a scotch Brite some dinners or sif or something and give everything a good scrub and get it off or degrease yeah. it or something. Yeah, I made, a, I made a right mess of it. So, you know what, doing a YouTube video on how to do something like that is probably not a bad idea because, <clears throat> you know. Well, yeah. the, thing, the thing is, it's um, we're sort of speaking about, you know, whether to post or not on Instagram and all that stuff. But to be honest with you, like, when I first, when I had my red caddy that's actually for sale, the person who's bought my old caddy has now put it up for sale. So if anyone wants a really solid truck, <laughs> um, there is one going because I, I had all the welding done on it. So it's a literal solid ass. Anyway, <clears throat> going off topic, um, Instagram, I owe a lot to the, the majority of people that followed me over the past few years whilst I've been doing this stuff because there are some really good eggs out there. I know I bash social media quite a lot and I know that, you know, there are some knobheads out there, but there are also some really helpful people that just literally just lend a tip every now and then some advice, like the whole uh, board linseed oil thing was just basically some really good advice because i was trying to get like the poppies patina or patina sauce but they just whenever i inquired they just never shipped over to the uk so i was quite devastated so i ended up using bored linseed oil and this this person just said yeah just use it like once or twice a year and um just make sure you put the rags in like a bucket of water to soak for it and you know because basically they combust or something They, they somehow sprout flames which i was like oh right okay so get rid of the put yeah, the rag in the water. <laughs> you know, I actually I was at a hot rod show and mm. there was an American truck there, patinaed, 
And I said, oh, what, what do you put on this? And you clear lacquered it. He said, no, linseed oil. So I was like, okay. And I mm. felt the truck and it was literally like super slippy. It was like such a nice texture. Like, you know, it's just, nice. I don't know. It was just, just a really nice kind of uh, glossy, not sticky at all. Very like a non-stick pan, if you like, you know, like a frying pan. Yeah, literally, it just felt like that. Actually, like non-stick, super slippy, but it was really glossy, and I was like, "That's really good." Like, I, you know. So then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get some of that, and put it on mine." Mm. <laughs> yeah, just kind of caked it on my rags, thinking it'll soak <laughs> into the metal, stop it rusting. But oh no, and I kind of like the whole way around IKEA. I was like, "I'm pretty sure you're supposed to buff it off." <laughs> she was like, <laughs> and I, that, like she was like, "Oh, this is nice." I'm like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to buff that. Off. <laughs> well, it just, the, bugged like me. It's, just it's, bugged me for hours. Like I said, the only thing I can go by is just what other people have said. Like the the Mark One community in America for when when back when I was in the thick of doing podcasts and had like a guest on each week and stuff, I was yeah. getting some really helpful advice from some really good people, um, and they were just saying like basically to do the whole to look after the patina thing it's like you have yeah like you said use a microfiber or something you don't really care about nowadays i just use like a t-shirt like i put sometimes if i'm doing a big area i'll just like pour the the board linseed oil on a little bit and then just sort of like like you said make sure it soaks into the into the metal yeah and but I think you're supposed to leave it for like, I don't know, like a, an hour or so. And then you sort of like take it off almost. Yeah, so like, you, don't, you don't go shopping with the family for the day. <laughs> I basically just get like a, a another like rag, like a new rag. Yeah. And yeah. sort of like mop up as much as I can. So basically when to touch, it doesn't come off in your hand. It smells fucking horrible, like burnt tea bags as well. It's, it just smells like a dirty chippy. <laughs> yeah yeah but that maybe papers. we should maybe we should one day do like a how to um board linseed or your your patinaed vehicle but the thing is there's not much that's what I, again there's not i don't know maybe you've got a different response to this but i just don't think there's that many patinaed vehicles in the uk that i've seen um, do you know what i mean maybe not all volkswagen but no there's definitely a lot of patinaed vehicles over it maybe yeah. not maybe not caddies or you know, but there's definitely a there's definitely a patina scene. Well, maybe we should get together and do a little, a couple of how to videos. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoy all your videos you do, to be honest. But I just like kind of watching car content. So yeah, bless you. It doesn't really matter what it is; I just kind of enjoy it. Mm. Absolutely, mate. Any any favorite YouTubers that you watch on a, on a regular basis? <clears throat> uh. There's this guy in the Isle of Wight, Dan. He's always oh, yeah. actually going just going back a little minute. Like when you were asking about builds, mm. um, there was there was a guy I used to watch on Instagram, and I think he was called at the time Garage Builds. Okay, and he built a Mohawk, Mojave or Mexico beige late Westy truck. Mm. And it was around that time that I had actually bought mine. And I was like, oh, my God, I've so got to do it beige. That's unreal. And he had a <laughs> shaved TDI. So I was like, oh, I've got to do that. That's amazing. So I bought a shaved TDI. 
later on in life, I think he put an R32 in it. And then he built a very early Mark 1 Golf with a small, small light Series 1. He put an R32 in that as well. Mm. And then he kind of went from being this like ultra Volkswagen nut. Like you'd see him at like H2OI. Like his cars were just like, just go- like literally Google images. They were fucking awesome. And uh, all Instagram stories, he'd always be at like the top of, you know, suggested when you type in like H2OI or something like that. Yeah. This, this beige truck. And um, anyway, and then he just kind of went totally the opposite direction. I think now he's got this black Chevy Nova. Like, not, oh, right. not a Volkswagen in sight. And it's like, well, that's weird. <laughs> wow. But no, while, while he was doing them, I was really into them. Um, he was just like, I think he's got a body shop or something. So, he, like, his stuff was like super, super anal, you know. Wow. That's mad. It reminds me of um, our mate Eddie Owen Davis. Um, he's just like, every time I look on his Instagram, he's like deleted all of his fucking photos of any existence of of the the rabbit that you've got now uh, or like any of the trucks that he's had in the past and he's he's all about the camp he's all about the t25s now i don't I know, know he's got some absolute banging pictures of cars as well like the yeah. rabbit and the truck and all of stuff like some of the photos he's taken and mm. like they're just unreal like i just i just love looking at his pictures and like you say yeah. he, take, he takes them offline maybe he gets bored of them but I don't get bored of his photography. Like it, this, the, he sends me pictures of my car quite regular, and yeah. we'll we'll have little chats every now and then. That's the other thing he does. He'll send me like a picture or a video of him finding a black widow, like all the time, and I'm just like, Jesus. stop it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, here's another one. They're everywhere, and I'm just like, ah, oh, stop it. But yeah, he he uh, he sent he sent me a picture the other week of my of the rabbit, and probably. Every now and then he just sends me loads of pictures and I'm, I just save them. I'm like, that is such a fucking cool picture, that. Yeah. And then I, I claim- normally post them on my Instagram. I'm just, you know, they're all like... The <laughs> claim them as your own. <laughs> well, I just... Uh, no, I just post them up. And I always tag it as like Stockton, California, so you can clearly tell oh, it's, yeah. it's not something I'm trying to rip off. It's just... Yeah. I just love the photography he's taken of the car, you know. It's just... Yeah. In, its, in its natural habitat as well, you know. It just looks... Proper. It looks good out there with all the palm trees or the scenery and stuff. Yeah, for sure, for absolute. That's the other thing I, we didn't um, talk about earlier is um, basically this. Because I remember showing you that literally the other day the video that uh, I'd totally forgotten about, which is basically when Eddie owned the rabbit that you've got now. Yeah. Um, so basically, for the listeners now, trying to put all these pieces of the puzzle together, this imagine this scenario in America a couple of years back. Um, Eddie, who we've been talking about, this sort of young dude who owned the rabbit that now Ed's got, he would he drove that in California, this place called Stockton, and there's this like I I call it a junkyard, but I think it's like a truck, like a pickup truck, sort of repair yard, junkyard type thing for trucks. Anyway, he drives to this place that he's he constantly drives past. By the way. And apparently him and his friends spotted this um, mountain green truck, which is mine now. But just to go back to the story, this imagine Ed driving the, uh, the rabbit to go and see my truck. So our two vehicles, Ed, have been sort of like in the same 
facility, if you will, for like, like I don't know, fifty yards away. Imagine that, and then obviously they were separated, <laughs> and then like a couple of years later, they're fucking parked next to each other in a complete overseas in the UK on another spit of land, like thousands and thousands of miles apart. Like, how mad is that? I don't know, that maybe not that mad to some people, but I just think things like that are sort of like creepy and sort of like, that's amazing. Like, we've got the two vehicles that were once together, but not officially together. Like, two different owners. Oh, it's just, my mind boggles a little bit. I think if they were two different Volkswagens, we'd be kind of putting it together going, oh, this is cool. He had this and sort of thing. But the fact that we came together originally, because it was like, we both got uh, like mountain green cars. It's like, that's cool. Mm. And then when all this kind of unreals, it's like, oh, hang on a minute. So it's, you know what I mean? We're not like trying to put this little cool story together. Like, oh, this guy imported two different cars over and now Mm. we've got these two cars. We, we kind of come together because we were like, you know, obviously I watched your channel and stuff like that first with the whole camping stuff. Mm. But it was like, you know, what what made us quite similar was the fact we've both got the same colour vehicle. Mm. And then when it Which turns, is a sought-out vehicle. Uh, sorry, it's a... Sought-after. Yeah, sought-after colour. Even in America, they, they really want the mountain green. Yeah, it's quite a weird colour though, isn't it? I don't think I'd have bought one from the factory. Oh, mate, I would. I fucking love, I love the colour. It's like so, it's like when I first saw it many years ago, I thought that was such a like, like a pastel green colour. And then obviously the further you go down the rabbit hole, it's like you learn out the colours, names and everything that goes with it. But I thought it was just fucking cool, like a really rustic pastel-y colour. And I just thought that's, that's a bit of me that is. Yeah, um, I love the beige and I love the Largo blue, but they're the later colours. Mm. As far as early colours, again, it's the, it's the earlier beige that I think of the Mojave beige. Well, you can get an early Largo blue as well. That was that was on both. There's some colours that go like from the early and the westy. They're like the Sunbright yellow. There was the Sunbright yellow late and early westy as well. It's quite interesting. Like it just depends how how far down the history hole you go. <laughs> they, had, they had so much better colours out there, like for the oh, rabbits. Yeah. And then the interior yeah. combination, you could have like whatever colour with a random colour interior. And it just made, mm. they were just so unique, like you say. Well, they also did, like, and this is all through discovery of having people like Poplin on and, and Clint and Bobby Ullman. And there's so many other people that have been on the show to tell us about this but there's there's so many like little little additions they did like they did a an addition where i'm gonna get this wrong but it was if i remember right it was like a white rabbit but like the black the back windows were like panels i think it was like something to promote alice in wonderland or something or some sweets or something i can't fully remember they did little additions where like the interior was like checkered like a checkered print seat, I guess, like a checkered board. I guess it'd be a bit like the British or German sort of. They did the Harlequin. Yeah, um, they probably did like a twenty-five year anniversary kind of thing. I, I don't know if it's like the Polos or the Carados. They, they've done like various different similar things because they've reached mm. a certain milestone. But yeah, obviously we're less likely to know about theirs because it's 
not really something to talk about, is it? I know, and it's and obviously they've they've probably had parents or grandparents that grew up with this, and they've had it in their childhood, and they just sort of know it. And obviously, we're discovering this like in our later years in life when we fall in love with the American market. So it's sort of like it's fun for us to discover. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's kind of funny is like we want all their cars, they want all of ours. Yeah. We're just like happily do you a trade. You send me yours, I'll send you mine. Job done. Absolutely. If it were if if it wasn't for the shipping, I think there'd be so many more like Mm. so much so many more trades and swaps going on. Like because Yeah. But in a way, I know this sounds weird, but like in a way that because the shipping is so expensive and there's such a kerfuffle that comes with it, yeah. it's sort of like when you actually do get the vehicle, like like in your situation, you've physically shipped over that rabbit. Yeah. It sort of makes it special to have. Now, I know that might sound a bit strange, but like you could just anybody could just go to like a. I don't know, Facebook marketplace and go down the road and collect a vehicle that they've seen online, but to physically and the time that how long did it take? Like months for you to get it to you and to get it registered. You sort of have this, you build this sort of like invisible bond with the vehicle in a way, because it's, it, I, I think it just becomes more special, but maybe I'm talking bollocks again. I don't know. No, it definitely makes sense. I think you definitely appreciate things you wait for. Yeah. Uh, you've kind of got to be prepared for it like i i knew that it wasn't something i'd have next week and it's kind of weird seeing all this money leave your bank account and it's like okay now i bought cars here and i've been and bought them and i've drove them home and like oh my god i've got a new car i can't wait to go out and Mm. show my friends it's kind of weird like just saying to people like oh yeah i've just bought this you know Mm. or we we bought this sorry um and it's just like I kind of just got a picture to show you, but this is where all that bloody money's gone, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then when it, Until you fi- actually have it. it finally turns up like months later and it's just like a very weird, delayed excitement. Just Yeah. You just can't, I don't know, you just can't kind of get the feeling. You kind of, I bought it and I wasn't excited, like just literally was not excited because there's part of you that worries because there's so many things that could go wrong mm. or you could get scammed or anything. So you kind of don't want to let yourself get into this false excitement mm. to be then let down. So when it actually does materialize and they send you pictures and it's in the docks, you're like, okay, it's there. They've got it. Then it's like, right, it's boarded on a boat. It's like, oh, okay, this is good. This is good. And then, yeah. it, and then it's like actually lands in Southampton. You're like, oh my God, it's, it's here. Well, it's here. <laughs> And then, they, and then they have to, I think they have to take like a million cargo things off the boat. So it's not like you're waiting about three weeks for them to take these things off and actually mm. find where your car is. I'm like, do you know where my car is? They're like, uh, nope, <laughs> not a clue. Like, it's what? funny. Have <laughs> you lost it's, it? It's so funny because uh, back in when um, I was in like college and school and stuff, I had a, a close friend of mine who you sort of, we sort of grew apart, but um, I remember talking to him like, you know, a couple of years ago and we were talking about what we do for a living. And he said, Oh, I drive like imported vehicles off the ferry inside. Cause obviously my hometown is Southampton and Southampton is where basically all the the, uh, imports in the the big shipping containers go to dock. Yeah. And so he's saying, Oh yeah, I just, I drive vehicles off the ferry and park them. And then, so I was like, Oh no way. And basically I I looked (laughs) on his Instagram and 
it's literally like every post is like a weird or a wacky vehicle. Like he's he's driven like James Bond vehicles off of there for like props and stuff and oh, nice. just just weird movie stuff. Like just draw imagine that. Your job is to literally get onto a ferry and drive off vehicles and park them in like a multi story car park and they're all fucking different. They're all well, most of them are like new minis and Range Rovers and all that stuff. But, you know, every now and then you might get the odd rabbit. <laughs> You'd have to get a pair of Heelys, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, proper. No, no way I'm walking back to that boat 50 times a day. Oh, mate. But, yeah, that was what were we were talking about. We were talking about something uh, important. How do we get onto that? Uh, I think we spoke, we spoke about quite a few things. <laughs> I think, but, yeah... Um, um, Oh, geez. That's now, now you've put us on the spot. What I was going to say as well, because you just reminded me of uh, when you were talking about importing a vehicle from America and there's like that worry of, you know, loads of money's just left your account, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's there it. Was, there was a guy about, God, I don't know now. It's a few months ago. Remember me and you were talking about like getting some two gem tops over? Yeah. It was around yeah. that time. Yeah, no. And he got ripped off. Oh, did I tell you about that guy already? Uh, I think maybe you did, but yeah, maybe you did. I don't know, but I, I do know, I do of, know where it goes. But yeah, go on and tell us. For the sake of the podcast, for yeah. the people, the audience listening, um, basically, uh, everybody knows I fucking really want a gem top. Like well, you I sell, you should have said. I was, <laughs> I, I know, I'd sell my girlfriend for it. Now I would, um, I was messaging this guy and I don't know how we got onto the subject of gem tops. Maybe he was, maybe he listened to the podcast or something. I, I don't know, but uh, he was like, Oh, I found this guy on Facebook who he's selling a gem top in America. And he said he was going to ship it over to me. And I was like, Oh yeah, fucking yeah, sure. Like I didn't really believe him at the, at the start. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to message him now. And he's sending me screenshots of this conversation he's having with this guy total random person that he was talking to from Facebook marketplace. And, um, it wasn't somewhere in California where there's like a, an easy place to go and ship things either. It was like in the, in inland, it was like proper inland somewhere in America, like right in the middle. And, uh, he was like, Oh yeah, he only wants like $400 for it. And I was like, fuck off as if just like shipping it as well. Yeah. Like I was like, nah, you're, you're fucking like, cause me and you have, well, you've done the, the research. It was, what is it? About 800 pounds to ship <coughs> yeah. the tops on their own. Was it? Yeah. So I emailed the people that did the car and I said, how much would it be to bring these over? And I said to you, then I, mm. but I mean, Eddie actually offered, which you know, the annoying thing is I bought the car. And then he was mm. he, he had this trailer, he had the back end, so basically what Key Walt's got. He had yeah. and it was in Manila Green. I don't know if you remember seeing all his stories. And I think Oh yeah, it's it's got like the it's, did it have the window as well, the rear window in it? I, yeah, I think I'm not sure, but basically and it was like kind of patinaed. And he was like, Yeah, I just kinda of wanted a hundred dollars for it. And then he's I was like, Oh my god, it's got a gem top as well. He's like, Yeah, he could have had that. And I'm sure he offered it me for like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars <laughs> or something to what and I was like, why did you not say this last week? You <laughs> could have put it on the back of the car. I'd have had that. Like yeah. I'd I literally would have bought that last week and he was like, oh, I didn't really think to ask. By now my car's already sat in the docks and I was like, Oh, 
oh, no way. But then, yeah. but then to ship that as an additional cost. But I mean, I could have added it on. But well, see, people have like um, strapped things like that to like a roof of a vehicle before, and I've I've seen pictures of people like I remember seeing a beetle, like an old beetle with a fucking some topper strapped to the top of it. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell did that get through? But yeah. um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, the guy was sending me these screenshots of this guy saying, yeah, four hundred dollars. Uh, shipped and uh, as I'll post it like tomorrow yeah. sort of thing I'll have it collected etc yeah and this guy was so close to saying yeah okay and then sending him his details I can't remember what happened like basically the guy was sort of like he sort of messed up or something he fumbled on his words and it turned out to be a, a complete scam like this guy had sort of he, he, he was known for being a scammer um, I think the guy posted on like burn all the Mark ones Facebook page saying like, look out for this guy sort of thing. Like he's scams trying to scam me out of a gem top and, yeah. and some other people like piped up and said, yeah, you go watch out for this guy. And uh, it's such a shame in it that people do that. Like why? Like, but he had all the pictures. It was, I, um, I remember the picture he sent me that he'd got from this guy. And I was like, that looks familiar. Yeah. And I remember I went on Google. Yeah, and, it's there. and if you just type in like gem top on Google, there's like a generic couple of generic pictures that come up. And, and they're all, this guy's obviously just got pictures from Google images and he's portraying it that he's got it. And it's like. I think I, I heard or maybe seen something similar. And, and like, there's a piece of paper in front of it, I think. And as he like doctored it to say today's date. But you, mm. but you could tell it had been photoshopped or something, and that's where it's like, yeah, that's weird. I think I've seen something similar to that. Such a shame, isn't it? People need to not do that because it's for I don't know for people like myself, but potentially you as well, and for others out there that uh, this is like I don't know, like I don't know how to word it, but this is more than just like an interest this is like something that we think about every day and do every day and you know for someone like me that fucking this is literally my my one and only vehicle that i dream about and you know it's, it's a dream and so this means more than money does that make sense like if i was gonna yeah, purchase it's... something to for the truck it's i don't know it's more it, there's a, a lot more than just money that goes into it. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but just don't mess with people's emotions and don't rip people off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's your sentimental attachment. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm maybe, trying to get That's at. maybe why they do it as well, though. And it's, it's some, sometimes maybe an easy target to make money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, people are just kind of scrupulous, and then some people are not. And it's just mm. it's kind of the world, really. Yeah. Well, mate, this has been this has been like one of the best podcasts I've I've had in a, a long time, mate. So I, oh. I've really enjoyed this. Oh, it's thanks. a good chat. I was kind of worried about uh, not knowing what to say and forgetting things. No, no, no. It's literally just a, it's a chat, isn't it? I know that people are people enjoy podcasts nowadays. They more enjoy the the video format, but there's something about just listening in on a conversation that I think people enjoy, especially if they're just at work doing something or i don't know who knows what people are doing but 
people love it. They get they get something out of it. So I'm I've enjoyed it. I'm guilty of that. I put my earphones and I've listened to a few of yours while I'm mm. doing stuff uh, at work. Normally, kind of just put my earphones in and zone out. I like to listen to music, but sometimes it's just nice to kind of hear people talking. It's kind of a bit of a, mm. a bit of company sometimes because I, I tend to work on my own most of the time. Yeah. And you kind of don't want to be on your phone all day chatting to people or whatever. So sometimes you just put music on or podcasts are good. Yeah, I, I enjoy them myself. And yeah, mm. especially when it's something you're into yourself, you can kind of relate to it. And when you mention yeah. you mention certain people that we know, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I know that person. Or I, I just kind of relate to it quite. You know, when it's more like the UK lads that you have on there. Yeah, you just kind of know each other, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I know that. You know. Yeah. It's so similar to Instagram in a way, because like back in when I first started doing the podcast, I was totally unaware of all these different names that people were throwing up. Like there'd be people coming on the show and saying, oh, you need to talk to this guy. You need to talk to this person about this. Like, And I, I would then be turned on to other people. Like uh, there's a guy called Mike who who knows he used to have a sport truck in america he used to know so much about the sport truck yeah and i was like oh okay and they said someone said yeah you should definitely get him on and talk about it and i was like yeah okay and then so he came on and then all of a sudden we're talking and then other people's names come up and then it's it's like a like a tree effect like i'm sort of like from one person and then led on to another person and then a whole bunch of people so in a way, it's it's similar to Instagram where you find all these different pockets of people uh, and yet we're all sort of like attracted to the same sort of Volkswagen lifestyle for some reason. And we've all got all this crazy amount of stuff in common. And uh, that's why I sort of like the podcast just to begin with, the same as Instagram, really. Absolutely. Uh, Absolute letters, aren't we? absolutely but mate um where can people find you do you want to say have you got anything to promote uh no not really i kind of i did make um a personal instagram again i used to kind of like you and then i was like i haven't had a personal instagram for probably a year or two Mm. and then i made one recently and then i was like i actually deleted it a few days ago i was like i don't need it i can chat (laughs) i've got i've got the business page i've got business facebook i've got a I've obviously got a website. I've got a business, uh, Instagram, but mm. I kind of just chat to my friends through that if I need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I kind of, obviously I update a lot of work. So some of it's kind of boring. It's not all Volkswagen and Caddy related or whatever, or rabbit related. It's just mm. the stuff I get up to, but every now and then I'll post like my stuff on there as well. So I guess if, uh, if you just like paint work and the, the odd chance of seeing the rabbit every now and then, Mm. Yeah, and I, well, I tend to follow people back that have got that kind of, you know, the Volkswagen stuff because that's kind of what I want to look at if I'm having to flick through. I tend, yeah. I tend to not look at other body shops because I just see that shit all day. So I'm like, oh <laughs> well, I'll put your, I'll link your Instagram below in the show notes, like I said earlier. So I encourage everyone to go down and follow Ed on there and just, you know, have a little flick through and like and subscribe was it like follow subscribe and share and all that good stuff That's it. and uh yeah hopefully uh, i'll try or maybe i'll try and put some more rabbit stuff on there when it gets a bit less boring but at the minute just in the same kind of job just stripping off sealer and mm. nothing interesting well, I... but i think it'll start getting interesting when i 
you know, when it when it progresses. So I'll probably I will put updates on there. I would like to I'd like some updates. I'd like I'd like to see some progress. So even if it's just pictures to me, <laughs> I'd I'd appreciate it. I just like seeing stuff like that, man, especially when it's like the Mark One. So but yeah, mate, thank you for coming on. Thank <coughs> you for taking the time out to, to do this. Uh, appreciate you. And uh, I'll get everyone to go and follow you. Thanks very much. I'd have done it probably about two weeks ago, but as you know, I had a bit of a flu, so that's why I keep having the odd cough now. Oh, mate, I hope you feel better. But uh, Getting there. cheers, pal. And uh, is there any, any last thing you want to say to the audience whilst, whilst I've got you here? No, just uh, thanks thanks for having us on. Eventually, we uh, got there in the end. Um, kind of a shame we didn't video the car while it was still in one piece and then re-video it again when it when it's finished, when I've done what I need to oh, yeah. do to it, because it could have been two kind of totally different videos almost. But uh, We've got a lot to film, mate. Next time we're together, we're going to do a lot. I might even take a trip to Wales and just solely... We'll get together and do some 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 filming. That'll be quite good. Yeah, you were saying about that. That sounds pretty fun. Um, yeah. Just before wheels for whales and stuff. And yeah, it's going to be nice to. I'm I'm excited to get the car done. I'm motivated to get it done because I want to get back out, enjoy the summer like I did last year. Um, yeah, it's just cool. I just I enjoyed it. It's cool. And uh, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Are you gonna get it ready for? Are you thinking caddy campers this year in Scotland? Do you reckon? Is that what you hope to do? That's the aim. I'm, I am actually yeah. aiming for Wheels for Wales, to be honest. Um, oh, okay. Just because I do want to join in with you all. Uh, mm. I don't know if it'll be done realistically, but it'll, it just depends on time and finances. Like, some, mm. I'm self-employed, so as, as you know, it's a new business. So officially, next week I'll have been open a year. Right, no, okay. I, I, so next next week it's my thirty first birthday. Uh, I got the keys on my thirtieth birthday to my unit, so but I didn't officially open for about a month or two afterwards. So I've kind of only been going for a year. So basically, yeah, it's not like a job where you're just guaranteed to get paid or not have overheads. So there's, mm. been, there's been some times where I've had money and I've gone right, I can buy that, and then there's been other times where I've just barely made it through the month, you know. So. I can't say it's going to be a six-month project if I don't know what's, what's going For to happen. sure. Basically, people need to go over to Ed's Instagram and send him a message and say how much you want for the late Westie pickup truck. That's basically what you need to happen, don't you? Oh, yeah. That would be, uh, if that was the case, I'd have more money as a float than I wouldn't have to. Mm. Yeah, just kind of, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and some floor pans as well. If I had floor pans, yeah. that's pretty much the yeah. only thing holding me back at the minute because I've got everything else. And then yeah. it's just actually time and labour and kind of effort. Yeah, but that's what we need. So basically, dig deep, people. Ask around. Ask around if you know anybody with Mark One Golf or Rabbit. If you've got a ra- rabbit in the UK, do you reckon you would import pans, <laughs> or is that just too far? Would you just settle for? The um, the what you call it, the ones from Heritage. Yeah, I would just go for Spurious, and I probably will end up doing that. But before I took the car to bits, I seen a nos pair of floor pans on eBay, and I right. I put it in my watch list because I was like, mm, they're quite cool. I, I always put mm. genuine bits in my watch list because I'm just weird like that. 
And then after I took it all off the road and turned it over, I was like, oh, I could do with them floor pans. So I go on eBay and it's like they were sold the other week. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking hell. So I guess I could just go for rep ones, but the fact that I seen some on there not long ago is kind of like mm, maybe another set will pop up. So just yeah. kind of just kind of holding out. It's not like I've cut the floor out yet and I need it now. Mm. I've been doing other jobs, but I guess when I get to that point where I'm like, right, I need them now, then I, I probably will just try and find the best panels I can get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just kind of want to do it once. So it makes sense to buy the better better panels. Like you were saying the other day, there's 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 a quality. You know, you were saying about the black ones seem better than the silver ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of go for the best option or I'll ask online, you know, even if people just say that certain panels of Adolf such and such are not that good. But if you buy them off this person or this website, they're actually a really good fit. That'd probably mm. do me, to be honest. Okay. Just want okay, to guys. Good. There you go. Get some floor pans over to uh, Ed and make sure you go over and, and show interest and have a little, uh, what's the word? Get some images off of Ed of this late Westie pickup, and maybe it's the one for you. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, mate, thank you so much for doing this again, um, and I will chat to you very, very soon. Awesome. Thanks for having uh, me on. Enjoy the rest of your week, mate. And you. Cheers. Take care, mate. And you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.